Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Bill Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning, championship weekend right around the corner in the NFL. There was big news yesterday with Patrick Mahomes as he meets with the media, apparently was a full participant in practice, and then nobody was caring what he was saying, it didn't matter what he was saying, but there was a video yesterday, Boomer, that was filmed from that press room of Patrick Mahomes going from the podium back into the locker room, zooming in on his legs and his feet, and he looked ginger. He looked spry. He did not look like a man who had a terrible high ankle injury. So does that mean that we're going to get a healthy Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Well, the line has come down a little bit by a half a point. It was Bengals minus one and a half. Now it's Bengals minus one because Patrick Mahomes didn't limp out of that press conference. Plenty more Aaron Rodgers to the Jets scenarios coming up today as well. And Jerry's going to detail all the local losses for us last night in just a few minutes. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Jay, and uh, I understand walking up to a podium is one thing, and then walking back to the locker room is another. It's a completely different set of circumstances when it's your planned foot, you're playing out in an NFL game and an AFC championship game at that. So uh, it all looks good right now, but I'm telling you, it's not 100%. And the, the, since he's not 100%, it's going to affect his play. There's no question about that. Be interesting to see on Sunday night. Of course, it's Sunday night, mm-hmm. 12 degrees. Yep. What kind of uh, ability and mobility that he really oh. does have? I mean, you know, you know, it's a big part of his game. It, it really is. I mean, we take it for granted because when you watch him play, you know, it's everything is effortless. And early on in the season, if you remember, he actually had to run with the ball a number of times. Yep. And he ran for touchdowns. He was running for first downs. Uh, because he was missing Tyreek Hill. The big play really wasn't there. Now, they've come a little bit 
further along with their running game. They're a little bit more of a power running team than they were earlier in the the year. And I think they're going to have to rely on that. And what will be interesting from my perspective, we'll be watching whether or not he can get from under center to the handoff point on time. And, you know, if you're a fraction of a second late, that 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 impacts the defense and it gives the defense, believe it or not, even in that small period of time, a chance to, you know, to close up a hole. So, look, I I was going to pick and I will pick on on Friday the Bengals anyway. I I thought the Bengals and the the, uh, the 49ers would make it to the Super Bowl. The the Eagles were a little bit of a surprise for all of us and how well Jalen Hurts had played this year. Um, that's why I think that uh, this is uh, going to be a great weekend. We're going to have two, I believe, really close games. See, I don't. I don't think we're going to have a close game in this Bengals-Chiefs game. Now, call me the mush. Call me the guy who had the worst picks of this year, and all of that is true. But I sit here today and yesterday, the day before, and I will continue to think up until Sunday kickoff while I'm watching you freeze your ass off with your Dale of Norway hat on on the field behind a desk in Kansas City that says Cincinnati Bengals are going to beat the crap out of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to kill them. They are on this trajectory right now where nothing is going to stop them. I love the Bengals before the injury. You're telling me Mahomes, I know he's not 100%, like you said. I'm not even sure if he's going to be 60%. I'm not sure if he's going to be 50% with the history of high ankle injuries in football players and the way that he plays his game. And that Chiefs defense is not the Eagles defense, it's not the 49ers defense, and it's certainly not the Bengals defense that went up to Buffalo and slapped around the Buffalo Bills. So they cannot compensate for an injured Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't want to say that they're going to win by three touchdowns, but I think this is a 10-point victory or more for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're right back in the Super Bowl. Well, it's kind of interesting. You felt that way about the 49ers last week. I did, yes. And they covered your number, and you yep. got it right. There's no question about it. It didn't go down the way you thought it was I going thought to it was going to be a little bit more of a blowout. Yes, I did. I thought that they and the, the Dallas Cowboys defense played much better than I expected them to play. Uh, but, yeah, it covered the number, and I was fully confident that the 49ers were not going to lose the game. You know, and I also feel like there's this there's this thought out there, and it is kind of right. It's I wouldn't say that it's 100%, but it is kind of right that, you know, for Joe Burrow and the Bengals to win, they got to do it now. And they got to do it now because this team won't look the same next year because of the contract that Joe Burrow is going to end up getting. So mm-hmm. some of these players that he has been able to to, to basically play with uh, his first three years in his career, and they, they built around them and all that stuff and the way that the salary cap works. I think that, you know, the window is now. And Patrick Mahomes won his uh, Super Bowl before his big contract. You know, Josh Allen hasn't been able to get to the Super Bowl with the big contract. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, is on his original second-round draft pick contract. And, of course, Brock Purdy, you know, is a rookie, so he's on a seventh-round picks uh contract which is amazing now you also have to take into account they are paying jimmy garoppolo and he did lower his contract to start the season he was playing more on a bonus schedule but um there is something to be said about where these guys are how much money they're making and what their teams are around them and i and i think that there is an argument to be made that look if you're the bengals you got to win it now because if you don't it's just going to get really it's just going to get harder simply because you're just not going to have all these great players around uh, your quarterback. So 
they're going to have to lop off somebody from their wide receiver core next year. Yeah, and we've talked about T. Higgins and how that would be a great fit for the New York Giants. And yeah, I mean, this this group uh, probably won't look the same. And that's the NFL. I mean, <clears throat> look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year. They lost Tyreek Hill. I mean, one of their biggest weapons, if not their biggest weapon. And they're right back in the championship game. But, you know, without Tyreek Hill, a defense that is only okay and the fact that Patrick Mahomes is hobbled, this is just, it's, it's a really, really tough situation for them, even at home, even at home in Kansas City, because I don't think it matters to the Bengals. I, the Bengals are one of those teams, and, and I fully believe the teams that you know win championships in the NFL now are the ones that are not intimidated by these road situations, the ones that can go anywhere and win. And the Cincinnati Bengals, with all the emotion last week, DeMar Hamlin's in the building. There's snow. The Bills are now America's team because everybody's behind them because of all that emotion. And they're a five and a half point underdog. And the Cincinnati Bengals from the second that that whistle blew to, to kick off the, the game till the end manhandled that team. So they can go anywhere and win. Doesn't matter. And Joe Burrow also has, he owns Patrick Mahomes. Every time he's played him, he's beat him. I wouldn't say it's him that's owning him. I think it's Lou Anarumo who does a good job of trying to slow the offense down. And that, and that, and those offenses, with the exception of this year, uh, you know, had Tyreek Hill as a part of them. So the previous two wins that they had, they had to deal with Tyreek Hill as well. Uh, this, this victory this year in Cincinnati, that, that wasn't the case, but still, that was a tight game. And, you know, it was, it, it, it just, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be in the thirties. I, I know you probably think the bingo is going to be in the thirties. I don't think they'll be in the thirties, but then again, I, you know, I just, I think that the Chiefs are going to be somewhere around, and normally when he is healthy, 100% healthy, Patrick Mahomes putting up 30 points. I don't think they're going to put up 30 points in this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking somewhere around the, the lines of like say 31, well 31, 24 is only a touchdown. I said 10 points, but somewhere yeah. in, in that range, 34, 24, something like that. I think they put up a lot of points, the Bengals again. I just, they, teams that make it to the Super Bowl and lose historically don't find themselves right back in it like this. True. And the fact that they're here is another really impressive thing for Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and this entire team. And I just, I don't believe it. Now, I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. Whoever they face in the Super Bowl is going to be a very, very difficult matchup for them because both those teams are very good. But I don't, I don't think that this is a game that Bengal fans are going to be. You know, this is not going to be one of those games in Bengals history where you go back and like, oh, we almost got there. We almost no, did no, it. they're expected to get there now. Now, right, exactly. now, now they're totally expected to get 100. there. I mean, they're a favorite on the road in the AFC Championship. And game. one of the reasons for that is that their defense only gives up 24 points or no more than 24 points. In their, what, last two seasons in the playoffs. Yeah. So when you're playing these high-scoring teams, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, you know, Tennessee last year, and you're able to hold down the the opposing team and get some key turnovers and not turn the ball over yourself, you know, that is really, to me, the Bengals this past weekend, there wasn't a a play where I thought, my God, that's going to be a turnover. Like, there wasn't a tip ball. There wasn't a... Maybe maybe Jamar Chase coming down with the ball outside of the uh, the end zone. That was the only thing that I saw where a ball moved. I mean, every single Bengal had ball security. Every everybody knew that you know they that the weather was going to be an issue, and all the the catches that were made by the by the players were just like they were playing in sunshine, and it was in the summertime. 
Like they, they were not affected one bit by the weather. Yeah, and which is another reason why I think that this team, the atmosphere is not going to affect Joe Burrow. It's not going to affect the Bengals. If anything, it's going to feed into them even more uh, to be able to win this game. Now, the other game, I'm still... Street fight, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, it, man, it's going to be unbelievable. I'm still, like, at, at this point, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Eagles for a couple of reasons. One, just Brock Purdy not being in this situation. Now, I know every single time we bring it up, I'll look at him in the playoffs now, look at him against a good team, and he still always does it. But this particular situation is unlike anything he has stepped into. I think four other rookies have gotten to this game, and all four have lost. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense to me. Sean King, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez. Okay. Sean King? Yeah. Wow. What the hell year was Sean King in the NFC Championship game with the Buccaneers? His rookie year. No, I know, but what year was that? I think it was like 97. 1997. Yeah. Because I, I was down there covering the Bucks when he was their quarterback. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I never, I didn't even remember that. Maybe because... Maybe 96, 97, somewhere there. He was 99. Oh, wow. Oh, that was the that was the great championship game between the the Buccaneers and the Rams. The Rams at, that, at, at St. Louis, right? And, and that's where they had the questionable catch. What was a catch? What wasn't a catch by Bert Emanuel? Yeah, was it him? Was it Bert Emanuel? I think it might have been. Google it, Al. It was like in the game was like thirteen six or something like that, right? right? Yeah. So he had a one on one. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, I do believe that. Yeah, so he was two and two his rookie year. So he ended up starting that championship game. I, I believe so. Huh? Wow, that that to me is mind blowing. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Brock Purdy in this situation, nothing like he has ever seen. I do think that Eagles secondary is better than he's ever seen. And if there's one weakness. On that San Francisco 49ers defense, it's their corners. And you're talking about an A.J. Brown that is not happy, by the way. I don't know if you saw him saying that I'm glad we won, but I need the ball. I want the ball, and uh, here I we better go. get the I ball. Mean, it's just unbelievable. That's, I mean, this guy's just, uh, this group of uh, athletes, I mean, they're just great. unbelievable. Oh, it's awesome. So the squeaky wheel thing is going to get the grease this week with A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith, I think that those guys, Jalen Hurts, can move. Uh, I, I just think that that's going to be a very tough matchup. But that 49ers team, man, I tell you, they they are so impressive offensively, and you can never count them out. And all it takes, you know, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey, get the ball to Debo Samuel. All of a sudden, there's Brandon Ayuk for 25 yards. So I can't, I'm not ready to commit to the Eagles. It's a lot of totally. great players in this game, man. A lot yeah. of great players, both on offense and defense. I. Can't wait to see the matchup between Nick Bosa and Lane Johnson. Yeah, well, Lane Johnson you know, dealing with a groin injury, too. So Yeah, I think it's a sports hernia, but... Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Either one, it's very painful. Now, he was able to kind of, you know, just stand in front of Kayvon Thibodeau, even though Thibodeau did have eight tackles. But, you know, the, the interesting thing about A.J. Brown, so the team wins 38-7. to mm-hmm. Like, there's really no offense. There's, they get no rhythm. You know, they're just scoring points, short field. You know, Jalen's running, and, you know, it's like you kind of pull back in the passing game when it gets to, like, a 24-point lead. You know what I mean? Late in the game. Yeah, no, of course. And so I, so a guy's opportunities are going to be very minimal, and then to bitch and complain about that 
is idiotic because to me, it's like it's about winning at this point. You've already done all the stuff that everybody knows you can do. And you've and you won a game thirty eight to seven. Yeah, and I knew so I bet the AJ Brown over receiving yards in that game and I was very frustrated because I saw the way that the game flow was going. I was like, they're not gonna throw him the ball anymore. They don't have to. All they're doing is running all over him. They're up big. You're not gonna see AJ Brown. They're not gonna throw the ball And a lot. the Giants offense couldn't do anything. Exactly. So I, I knew <laughs> that he was not gonna get there. He should have known that he wasn't gonna get there with the way that the game was going. But the point about it the point being um with him complaining about not getting the ball it's like hey you just won 38 to 7 yeah you know you you're whatever you did during the regular season you know proved that the eagles made the right thing trade did the right thing by trading for you so now enjoy the victory man and when your net when your number is called when it will be called this week this is the week that you're going to have to make plays you don't have to tell everybody that you're upset about not getting the ball. You damn team won. He said, I'm not a diva, but I want the ball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> did he, he did he quote any scripture after that? No, he did not. Okay, no, that's no. good. No, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm never the receiver to go on the sideline or try to cause problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I guess he's just the guy that during the week can play. So he's not Steph Diggs. <laughs> right, he's not Stephon Diggs. That's what he tries to say. Like, I'm not Diggs. I'm not this guy. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm just me, and I just want the ball. Right. So uh, it's it's uh, during it's just... the week I'll complain. <laughs> and then Nick Sirianni had to answer questions about it. Of course, everybody else, Jalen Hurts, just becomes a thing now, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't have to become a thing. You're the one seed. You blew out the Giants on divisional playoff weekend, and now you're dealing with the controversy. But watch. Watch. He'll get the ball. He'll get like 15 targets on Sunday. Well, well I would the way it that happens. The, uh, that uh, D'Amico Ryans and uh, the defense of the 49ers will be ready for it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brewer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You brought in something earlier that I'm sure that you're going to show me in a box. Yes. I also got a gift from a listener yep. that is absolutely 
hilarious. Yeah, I don't know my, if mine is hilarious. Mine is a nice gift from a listener as well. He heard that I was a certain type of guy. Yeah. And he sent me all sorts of product for all of us. Oh. And I figured I would share it with you guys a little bit later on, maybe around 7 o'clock or so. Okay, so how about this? The segment after Jerry's around 6.45. Yes. We will share the gifts from listeners that we got. All right. All right? So Sounds you, good. Mine is just, just for me, unfortunately. He didn't send for everybody. Um, but I, I may or may not use it. So somebody could actually maybe use it in the future. So this, But this is just, when I saw this thing and I opened up, it was the first thing that was on my desk. This morning, and I just started cracking up. I mean, we just have the best listeners. What is that? Mine includes like a little stuffed elephant. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but have a, a stuffed stuff. elephant. And I was thinking you could take this home for summer. Oh, thank you. Got a little rattle and a stuffed, and and it's something that you definitely can use, and we all can use. And okay. We'll, uh, we'll see if you guys can guess exactly what it is because we have talked about it, and obviously it jogged some of our listen listeners. You know, thought process. Therefore, they were going to send us a gift, so I got the gift. Okay, is it a milf? <laughs> Chocolate dildos. <laughs> oh God, is it that? No, I'm sorry, Jerry. No. Oh, okay, that was a tape. Oh, <laughs> when Al was talking about the pleasure train. <laughs> yeah, blame Al for that. That was the, the I know sex amusement park. I kind of noticed that you guys do spend a lot of time on. Different sexual topic topics. No, no, not every day. I don't think we talked about any sexual topics at all yesterday. Well, it's just that Eddie, when they do, Eddie has all the drops, and that's what he plays, so it makes us think that's all you talk about. But right. there is a lot of it, though. A penis-shaped bumper car and vibrating cinema. See? <laughs> I know. I, I rest my case. I hear it all. Uh, all right. And you guys also said MILFs 28 times in four minutes Wait the minute, other day. I didn't say that. You said, you said that. No, you were part of it once. Well, once is enough. You did okay. say it. I it was twice. Right. Was it twice? You said it twice. Oh, okay. And Eddie Eddie was once with murdering milfs. Uh, <laughs> Vagina-shaped bumper cars. All right, Jerry. Oh, we're off and running. Okay. <laughs> we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Indeed, championship weekend upon us. This Sunday, we start with the Eagles and the Niners. First things first, Jalen Hurts yesterday, finding out when he went to the podium... That he was a finalist for MVP. I didn't know. Um, you know, put the work in. Um, I think it's, it's it's a cool honor. Um, don't really have much much to say about it. I don't know. I'm a loss of words for it, to be honest. Hard for me to admit how likable he is. He really is, though. Yeah, I mean, even that 2017 Eagles team was very likable. No, they weren't. What do you mean? <laughs> they were. No, they weren't. I like that team. I didn't. You didn't, well, I mean, they won the Super Bowl and you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I get it. But there was like nothing about him that annoyed. I love I, I, Doug I, Peterson. You know, I'm thinking if I'm a Giant fan or a Cowboy fan or a Commander fan, <clears throat> I mean, you can't want the Eagles to win this game. No. To me, it doesn't matter. Eagles, Niners, who cares? I mean, for the Giants who, who lost to the Eagles, the, ne the next best thing is the, the loss by the Cowboys to the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I would think that most Giant fans would want the Eagles out at this point because those fans I agree are just with that. insufferable. Yes. But for a Cowboy fan, don't matter. Can we have a tie in the championship game? We right. cannot. Right. Because the Cowboy fan hates the Niners. They hate the Eagles. It's not that so much you hate them, but they've, they've inflicted a lot of pain over the years. So much so in that Michael spots. Parsons was basically saying that their quarterback is overpaid. 
Yeah, he did say that, and then, of course, went back to clarify, but I think the damage was done. Well, I think most quarterbacks are overpaid, so that yeah. seems fair. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Aaron Rodgers did this year making $50 million a year. Yeah. That no, was no. a really good playoff run they made. Oh, that's yeah. right. They didn't make the have playoffs. You, have you seen that stadium expanded and everything built up around it? You, you think that just happened? I was a fan. I want my team to and, win. And by I the way, when I, was the playing, when I was playing against the, the Green Bay Packers, half of their games were in Milwaukee. Lambeau wasn't even a thing back then, and then all of a sudden Brett Favre shows up, and now they have this run with Aaron Rodgers, and they've become one of the most popular franchises in That's all of the NFL. Won one time over this amazing run of Aaron Rodgers. Every every game we watch, we love watching him play. So hopefully he'll play, and hopefully he'll play here in New York. It'll be fun. <laughs> now that would be cool. We'll see. Be. Now, the team, the Eagles, uh, they're rather the Niners beat to get there, the Cowboys. So remember at the end of that game, they lined up Zeke and they had that weird formation, which did not work. Here was Cavante Turpin with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. He was a bit puzzled. Yeah, when I, basically, when they put the play in, it was just like, I was, to me, I was like, what the, what, what is that? I mean, what is uh, Zeke doing? And I'm like, but then you kind of find out he wasn't eligible to like do the only thing he could do a block until we start laddering the play. And then he actually went on to say when they threw this in against the Cowboys' defense when they were not prepared for it, they scored. Really? Yes. But in this case, they didn't. Yeah. Matter of fact, they never developed yeah, at all. This is just one of these plays that they have drawn up, and it's usually like they'll, they'll call it broken arrow or something, where we got no other choice but to try to do something where we have practiced it, and it has worked just because we've practiced it, and let's see what happens. And so C.D. Lamb catches the ball and immediately gets hit. So that that's one thing that they can't practice. <laughs> that was done. Right. That ended very quickly. Uh, Sunday night, you got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Here's Patrick Mahomes. How's the ankle? I felt better than I thought I was going to be after the game. I mean, moving on it during the game definitely definitely hurt. Um, but uh, after the game, I was able to rest it and kind of ice it up and do different stuff like that. I felt in a little bit better position, and obviously the next morning, Felt a little bit better, and I've continued to get better throughout the week. Well, we shall see on Sunday night how he is feeling and running around. One thing that is clear, and we saw it in Buffalo, there's going to be a lot of Bengal fans there. At least we're expecting it again. So is Travis Kelsey, as he told his brother on their podcast. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world, on record. 42, 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week, because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa! Yeah, no, the disrespect one, to Arrowhead they're, they're, continues. They're throwing, they're throwing, they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, man. And how about these shade, two guys? A lot of shade. Both in the championship game, yeah, and then still doing their podcast yeah, like this and talking about everything. It's pretty cool. That's great. You know, that is great access. Yeah, no, it is. And by the way, if they both, if it's uh, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, that's go we're going to get sick of the Kelseys real quick. Probably. That's going to be the most overplayed storyline of Super Bowl week, and then everybody who's going to think that it's cute on Monday is going to want to kill them on <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right about that. Uh, a lot of talk about NFL quarterbacks, obviously, and if you're not very good, you talk about drafting NFL quarterbacks as well, as Chris Russo did on ESPN yesterday. So, if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and you know take more picks or number three 
Do you think what? the Georgia quarterback is so great? I used the wrong word. <laughs> I, the Georgia quarterback is happened. so great. I used. Uh, look at him laugh again. What happened? Uh, can I finish the no, interview? Can I, I finish the question? You... No, you can't. Not when you say draft booty. Well, well, I mean, it's like a pirate's booty. It's like a pirate's booty. What did he? What no, it's like what a, like a woman's booty. It's like a pirate's booty. I understood. So what he actually saying. used the phrase proper, the word. Properly. Yeah, sure. So it's a draft booty. They got a lot of draft picks. Is what is basically what that number was draft saying. capital would be something that would make yes. more sense, right? Yeah, but, but booty's not a wrong word in that situation. Hey, listen, they've got all the big draft bubble butts. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I used the wrong word there. <laughs> they have the they have plenty of draft ass. <laughs> uh, sorry, hold on a second. Let me try to find the word here. The 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 correct word. Uh, if you take a look at it, they've got a lot of junk in the draft trunk. <laughs> If you just, if you examine it properly, which I don't know if you guys are doing, but I, I probably used the wrong phrase there. <laughs> Draft booty. Well, I know her and Stephen A certainly never heard that phrase before. Yeah. So well, Stephen A has heard that phrase, and so has she. Come on, man. I have not. I've never heard one NFL expert say Draft, Draft booty. booty. You have never heard about a pirate's booty? It's yeah. popcorn. That's it. Right, but nobody's using that. Come on. I don't know where he got that from. I, it just popped into his head. You never know what's going to pop into was his head. You know I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Anyhow, um, Sixers-Nets last night. Philly wins 137-133 as they outscore them, although the Nets did come back late. Tyrese Maxey at 27 off the bench. Uh, first things first, Seth Curry, 32 in the loss for the Nets. He is the son-in-law of one Doc Rivers, who was alerted to the night he had. Yeah, I wanted to just smack him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding either. I was going to... Um go over and see my grandkids on Sunday and I'm rethinking that now. Well, probably not, but we understand. And then you had Joel Embiid getting into it a little bit with Nick Claxton. Embiid asked, how come? Man, he said, he said something shouldn't have. That's why when I walked up to his face, uh, I told him to say it to my face again. That's why he looked away and he didn't say it again because um, he knows why. <laughs> you know what the problem with this game is? And it's a lot of Sixer games that I watch, especially when it's the Nets or the Knicks. How many free throws were shot in this game? Oh, God, I can't even Over imagine. 60. I mean, that's just impossible. The Sixers were 35 of 36 in the line. The game is constantly stopping. Not, I don't know. I know they scored a lot of points, but man. Um, Steph Curry at 34 before being ejected. Late Warriors beat the Grizzlies 122-120. Lakers beat the Spurs. Hawks and Bucks both won as well. A couple of other things. Aaron Judge, a guest on the Jimmy Fallon show, the Tonight Show last night. Fallon embarrassed himself a little bit as he was gushing over Judge. You're just the coolest, man. So I'm just a big fan, and, but I, I just want to let you know. You know that, but I'm in the crowd. <laughs> go, Aaron! Go, buddy! Now, they did get into how important the walk-up music is, and Judge was very honest about it. This is by far the toughest decision any baseball player has to make in the offseason. I'm telling you, it's I make a whole playlist. I have about 30, 40 songs. I'm in my car. My wife gets mad at me because she's like, I'll be sitting there, and I'll be like, okay, honey, this one, this one. I'll be like, now batting, number 99, Aaron Judge, and play it. <laughs> and then, you know, start it over, and I'll be like, what would you think? Was that, was that... <laughs> Is that it? No, That's okay, next one, next one. Yeah, next one, next one. So you can tell he's really into this. And then uh, Fallon had a recommendation for him. Tell me if you like this. Did you see this? No. This is a guy on YouTube, Epic Baseball Songs. He created his own Aaron Judge walk-up song. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge again. Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge That's all it is. Judge. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's sitting there listening to this. He looked embarrassed. Oh, I, I hope so. I mean, if he goes with that, man, he's going to have the worst season of his career. Oh, Three weeks of the slump, man. Forget that. <laughs> that is funny. College basketball, Creighton beat St. John's, beat him good, 104-76. Xavier over UConn, 82-79. And Loyola, Maryland played Duquesne. No idea who won. Uh, the game was on ESPN. Duquesne won. Yeah. Great. Uh, and here <laughs> so was... Why is that important? Because a guy walked onto the court. Somebody came on the floor on the far side. Looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something. There is carrying some McDonald's. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time I'm greats. actually not kidding. No, no, I, I this think, is the truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. looked like he... Was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Well, it's what it looked like as they would try to continue to figure it out. <laughs> I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Uber Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. The man was ushered. Let's see if we can see this. Now, this is going to be the turnover. In the there he court. is. There, right there, there he is. Yay, yay. Yeah, yeah. so this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref the said later. Give it to me later. Not I mean, now. <laughs> What is this? How did the guy get uh, into the building? Well, that's that's, what I, I, said, I know. I said. That's that to me is the biggest question. Like, how does he get in there? I mean, I know it's a college basketball game. My theory is if that's an in arena promotion, like they do that in the arena, and maybe the guy was looking for someone in the front row. Do you how all these stadiums you can order from your seat? Yes. Right. I don't know. Maybe they've got an agreement with Uber Eats where they do it in the arena rather than handling it themselves. I don't oh, know. Okay. That's just a theory. Because there's just, no way to boomers. You're not getting in the arena and getting down right. there. I mean, the kid is on the court, like, completely oblivious yes. that they're actually playing basketball. Well, and he's that, walking around looking for the guy to deliver the food to. And it was a fan who was right down there, ended up getting the food, and then they put him up on the big board, and they made a whole thing out of it. But, I mean, I, I, unless it's a thing like a promotion where this they wanted this to go viral, that guy had no clue that that basketball game mattered. No, it didn't look like it. He just walked right on the court. So that's why I don't think he's an in-stadium or in-arena employee. He seemed like he was in La La Land. Yeah, just like, oh, just this must be a practice But then come something. back to Boomer's point. How does he get in? <sighs> you don't just knock on the door and say, I've got a delivery for a guy in the front row. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I guess it like, but we're talking about Duquesne. No, that doesn't listen, matter. When I, when I was at the rack and I was sitting right there at half court, sure, you'd think if I would have called Uber Eats, let's say, I don't no know, chance. from one of the local diners or delis over there, no chance. And you know, they they said oh, we got a we got an order for Boomer sitting in the front row. You think they would have let him in? No, I do not. You don't think so? No, I do not. See, I think they would have. I do not. Now, getting down to court level, though, right, is a okay. totally different situation. You want to deliver it to the arena, fine. Someone's got to come up and get it. They're not going to let him in and then bring him down to the court while the game's going on? Yeah, no that, would be, that would be unbelievable. No chance. I, I wonder if we're ever going to get any more information on this. Because there's just so many questions. Well, you have to talk to the people at Duquesne. Yeah, but yeah, but the funny thing was the guy that was just walked. Look at him. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, walking on the court like completely. Just, right. He's right next to the guy with the ball. I'll tell you something. Uber Eats needs to give this guy a raise or hire him because that he's trying to get the job done. He does not care. No, he doesn't. His job is to get the food to that person the quickest. No matter, and no matter, no what, matter what, what he's got to deal with. Even if a basketball game's playing, he's got to walk on the court to get that food. I've had delivery guy. people can't find my house with a GPS. <laughs> This guy found a guy in his seat in arena during a live game. Oh, Uber Eats needs to absolutely take advantage of this and then buy a Super Bowl commercial where 
he's on the field during the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be good. Bringing McDonald's to one of the coaches or something. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Rangers in overtime. Willigan with Marner. Uh, and Camp to begin overtime. Bono with the puck. Marner uh, rush to the net. Scores! <laughs> 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 Kreider had a chance to make it 3-1. to one. He missed the net. <laughs> then on the tying goal, he's sleeping, and the guy that he's supposed to be covering scores the goal. And then on the next uh, shift, he's down in the defensive zone, and he throws it completely away to the uh, to the to the uh, Maple Leafs. He had like a mind mind numbing evening last night. Yeah, well, they, they should have won that game with that goal. Uh, Philip Heal did score twice in the loss, and the Senators beat the Islanders two one. Claude Giroux's second period goal proved to be the difference there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We have great listeners, people that are always trying to help us out when we bring up certain topics. And just by chance, two different listeners sent Boomer and I gifts in the mail that we, uh, when we arrived to work today, we uh, both opened up. So you want to... Share All right, I'll first. go first, yes, yeah. because last week we had a conversation, or earlier this week, I should say, and I said I was a Bassetration guy. Remember that? And yeah. Al said he was a Neosporin guy. Yeah. Well, the folks at Bassetration heard that, and a guy by the name of Kyle Cody sent me a whole little box here of different products that the, the company that makes Bassetration uh, makes, and uh, he also says, P.S., he cares about hockey. Me too. <laughs> so this is for summer. This is a, that little elephant oh, with the rattle. Thank you. That's great. Thank you very and much. And then this is uh, Balmax for the diaper rash. Oh, a little Balmax. Right. Here's a little Bastatracin Plus for you. All right. Awesome. Here's some more, because uh, you're the only one dealing with diapers right now. Balmax. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, here's a couple sunglasses. You can take a couple of those. Sunglasses? Now, here's something very important, especially out by where you live, because you're in Sable. Yeah. This is a sting kill. Oh, okay. I like that. Very important. Yeah. Alan Eddie, I have plenty of bacitration for you guys as well. I don't know what this is. Let's see what this is. Man, look at this. Bee stings, mosquito bites, insect bites, jellyfish stings. Sting kill. Same thing. Here you go. For all types of insect bites. Oh, okay. Al, you're down by the beach. You, you get bit by insects, I right? I sure do, yeah. Got some insect bite stuff here Wait. for you if you want. For, for chigger bites? And look on the top. What? Well, it says for all insects. Yeah, for all insects. Those are those little, you know, little black things that have little pinchers on the end. And they get under your skin? No. Oh. There's... I thought that they burrowed under your skin. That's like a tick. Well, a you tick want to bring too. Yeah, this is for, for chigger, tick, and all bug bites. 
All right, very good. All right, so there you go. All right, awesome. Well, good for them. Listen to the Bassetracing people listening to the program. Right, so we got plenty of Bassetracing now. All right, we're all good. I gotta, I'm going to take this box because you gave me so much stuff. Okay. Let's throw this in. Oh, very nice. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it. Kyle, Cody, I appreciate that. All right. That was very nice. And there you go. So so now you're all Bassetracer guys. All right. Exactly. Okay. We're, we're, off, we're off the other stuff and we're now on Bassetracer. All, all right. right. So I, uh, I show up to work. There's an Amazon package on my desk. I open it up. I'm thinking, what in the hell is this? So it's, it's a box right here, this little blue box. It's a okay. box. Now... I'll hide it for just a second as I explain. Remember, when I was talking about how I wanted to create the sports diaper. Yes. And how I thought that the technology for diapers just needs to be improved. Or we need to find a way for sports fans to be able to just stand to watch a game and go without having to leave their seat to go to the bathroom and miss action. Okay. And we talked about different things that you could do and maybe putting something over your junk and then a little like, you know, a hose and stuff like that. And all these different things we talked about. Well, a listener sent me a urine collection bag. Take their sack of urine. Which is exactly what we were talking about creating. Which is is already made. I mean, like I went on to Amazon and they got like 19 different... uh, Types of this stuff. See this right here? Yes. Yeah, so someone sent it and said, hey, look at this. You, We don't have to invent it because <laughs> it's already been made. So why don't you wear it during the show today? Because you end up going tinkle, uh, well, at least twice during the show. All right, so here so we go. So why don't we try it? We're going to need to see your urine. All right, so here's the bag. Okay. <laughs> and that ties to your leg? I guess. What's, I guess, oh, oh, look. Ow. Boxers. See this? This is that great. Is perfect. So you, <laughs> you use boxers, you put these boxers on, and then the, the bladder thing is attached to the boxers, and then you go right in there. Yeah, you guys are going to need a smaller opening. That's too big for you guys. <laughs> Probably. There's going to be some spillage and uh, like drippage. All right. So oh, you want to put those on and then just wear it during the show and see what happens? Yeah, I do actually. Let's okay. see here. All right, put this in here. All and, right, nice. And, and Al, I think you got to get a photo of him with those on. Definitely. And then you just tie it to your leg. I yeah, think. but we don't, you don't have to do it right now. I mean, well, why not? I mean, can we wait until the break? No, 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 no. Put it over my pants. No, no, I want you to actually wear I it will, and but use I it. I put it over my pants to show the listeners what it looks like. All right. Why do you have to? Why take your pants off? I'm not going to take my pants off. Well, well, I mean, I want you to really use it. There we go. Look at that. It goes right into the bag. So this is what it's going to look. This is what it's going to look like. Man, when... I, could, I could use that on Sunday. <laughs> you want it? No, I. You know, uh, no. You no. don't? No, I mean, like I think you should wear it during the show, and then we'll see how it works. No, I will, without a doubt. I just. <laughs> Should I leave the bag like on the desk so that we could watch it fill up in real time? Or should I? This is the, by the way, it's leg bag. So you're supposed to tie it to your leg. Yeah. And then they give you a couple of these. Which oh, is I great. see. So you can take this off and then you can just throw it down on the ground at the stadium. 
And you're going to want to have the bag lower than the, uh, you know? Yeah, he's going to tie it on his leg. Yeah, yeah, but his... I'm saying don't put it on the desk or else it'll back up because, you know, gravity. Yes. It has to be down inside yeah. your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so so we'll use it for the show today. We'll see how that works. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be great. And then I'm also, as I mentioned, I'm going to the Islander game tomorrow night. Yeah. It'll be a great way to see if this works practically at a sporting event. You're going to be able to deck his box? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd love that. How uncomfortable is TV right now? <laughs> First a free commercial, and now you're wearing a urine bag. Well, I mean, this is it's this is for sports fans. So to me, and we're a sports talk show. So these are that things we are. that we like to bring to the sports fans out there. What I'm what I'm trying to do, Al. You want? Can you get a picture of this for our uh, radio listeners that uh, so they can go to Twitter and see this if they're not uh, watching on CBS Sports Network? So. Here you go. So this is perfect. All right. So this is what I'm thinking. Like AFC Championship game. We have people watching all over the country. Yes. There's Kansas City Chiefs fans. There's Bengal fans going. Bengal fans going to the game. Look at this. Perfect. You don't want to, and especially if you're a Bengal fan, think you might get harassed by a Chiefs fan going to the bathroom. Boom! Right here. This is it. This is the thing. Now, the question is, do you think if I wore that on Sunday, is there a way I could get an endorsement deal out of it? And does it come in XL? <laughs> this is this is actually a large one, believe it or not. So I'm sure it says it says large. Oh, made in China. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so would you I mean, I'll use it today, but if you're thinking about using it. For the NFL today on Sunday, I won't use it. I'll give you the clean one. Maybe I, if I could get the you know some sort of you know deal out of it. Yeah, would, sure. Yeah, would you? Yeah, a Boomer Esiason for the I. urine collection bag. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Maybe I could do a Super Bowl commercial with it. Oh, oh, now we're talking. Get Tony Toronto on that one. Yeah, seriously. And Rosner, what's he doing this morning at six fifty three? Let's go. <laughs> get going. So I'll tie this to my leg. I guess I'll have to, and then it'll go over. I'll put my pants over it, obviously, right? You think that is as bad as like Jimmy Johnson doing extends commercials? This, no, this is not. This is like a real thing. No, this this I think is no. This isn't bad at all. This is like a legit product. Well, especially if you're like, hey, I'm I'm going to a, like, hey, I'm Boomer Esiason. I've got issues going to the bathroom all the time, and I've got to be on TV and radio, and I don't want to keep getting up. So I've now got the urine collection bag by. Who is this? It's all in Chinese, so I don't know. <laughs> By these people here that made this thing. Yeah, I may be able to poop, you know, when I get home, but... Yeah. And so sports fans, think about this. You never have to go to the bathroom at a sporting event. Just tie this to your leg, put this over your schween, start going, and then you never have to get up. I'm Boomer Esiason. Leave the action. I think that's great. Extends is that that's a tough one. Maybe an an, an infomercial. Yeah, that would be Do good. Do an too. infomercial around it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, one hundred percent. All right. So I'm happy. So this this listener is, knows exactly what I'm talking about. But here's the problem. Here it's like this. Here is this because I'm afraid that this it's going to come right out of here. Is this like a cap or something here? You know what I'm saying? There's like no cap. Oh, I see. All right, I got it. Now, you see this thing slides right here? Yes. 
Okay, put your mic on here for a second. But they okay, slide, well, slides back so and forth. Slides back and forth to open it. To open to the open reservoir. It. So I yeah. So I basically and then the bottom cap. What is that? Then that kind of lets it out. I think I have it on the wrong way. Yeah. See. Oh, that's see. There it is. Okay. So now it's closed, right? Okay. Now it's closed. And then yes. I put this here. That's what you do. And then that goes in there. So now now it doesn't leak out. And then if I need to, when I need to. Empty it. I just push that thing there. Where are you emptying it? Depends where I am. Like if I'm in a state, think about how gross those stadium floors are anyway, you know? Wait a minute. So wait a minute. You're, sta- you're standing there and yeah. you're watching the game. Uh huh. And you got to let it go. Yeah. You just got to let it go like down the steps of the stadium. Sure. Yeah. I'll just, I I'll just sit that. down in my seat and I'll just go and just empty the thing. No, you can't do that. Why not? I mean, think, of, think about the animals at these games. Come on. They're animals. They do. They do anything. Mm-hmm. These these how football is, fans. How long is the cord? Yeah, the cord goes all the way down to your yeah, thigh, yeah. right? Yeah, no, all the way down here, like to my ankle. Oh, your ankle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I can just sit down and just let it out. So you got to tie it to the inside of your ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's practical. Quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, and here's the other thing too. If you don't want to put it on the floor, just your beer cup, your empty beer cup, just put it in there. What's what's the little thing on the top of the reservoir right on the pants? Well, uh, this, yeah, what is that? Oh, that's that's a little open and closed thing. It looks like. Oh, is that? Oh, for the air, you know, yeah. air in there, so the so the urine goes down. Yep, that's right. Yep. Is that like a cup material? What kind of material is that? Want to feel it? Yeah. Rican soccer on CBS Sports Network. Let's take a break. Hi, Boomer and Geo coming to you live to the Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We ask a lot of athletes off the field these days, professional athletes. They have to not get themselves in trouble. They've got to set examples when they give press conferences. They have to say the right things. They can't be too boring, but then they can't be too outspoken. There's just a lot of rules that we put on these guys, and I'm guilty of it, too. I really am. I say, well, you just got to listen to Charles Barkley. Raise your own kids. I'm not raising your kids. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a role model, the whole thing. But yeah. we we do some uh, tend to a lot say, well, you know, that wasn't the smart thing to say. That wasn't the smart thing to tweet because we see a lot of that. Now, I do like an outspoken athlete. I think that it's good. It's fun. Gives you stuff to talk about. I like the fact that there's a lot of guys that aren't afraid of blowback. <clears throat> and Micah Parsons, I'm not sure what he wants because he tweets out lots of stuff that gets reaction, but then always backtracks afterwards. So I think that he wants to be outspoken, but then he doesn't like the negative criticism give, afterwards. Give that man a podcast. Exactly. And then yes. don't care. Just say what you want to say and forget about the blowback. 
Because this is now twice that this has happened, and another one was yesterday. Now, the first one was the Brittany Griner prisoner swap with the Merchant of Death that he tweeted out. And he goes, he goes, we really didn't go get the Marine. You know, that was really upsetting to him. And then he started backtracking on that and saying, you know, I'm not a Trump guy and all of these things that he had to say, like, because people were basically assuming everything politically about him because he thought that the trade Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death was not a good one, which is we agreed with him on and talked about it on the air. You would like to get a little bit more back for the Merchant of Death. That That is correct. Yes. Uh, that was sort of like that. Now, did that, you see that Brittany Griner? This year, according to uh, media reports in the WNBA, that she needs to have now security around her at all times. Really? Yeah. Why? Because people are upset with the fact that she's back here? I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I know that, uh, you know, I, I don't know why. I have no idea why. Okay. But right. she supposedly needs to have security around her at all times. Interesting. All right. So the latest Micah Parsons, I stepped in it and now I have to backtrack situation was yesterday. And this wasn't a political thing. This was a sports thing. Now, I have to admit that I assumed that he was talking about Dak Prescott when he tweeted this out yesterday. So it's a quote from Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager. And that quote was, I don't want to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase when he was asked a question about the Bengals building their roster. So Micah Parsons quote tweets that quote from Brandon Bean. And he says, besides Mahomes, every team in the final four, their quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Mmm, interesting take. All right. So now I'm thinking... Dak Prescott, big contract, forty million. Micah Parsons on the Cowboys got beat by one of these teams that he's referring to. So he basically is saying that the Cowboys would be better off not paying Dak Prescott than paying Dak Prescott if they want to win a championship. That's exactly how it comes off, yes. Now, I don't know how you interpret that any other way, quite frankly, especially when he goes, mmm, interesting. So then, of course, he has to backtrack. Mm-hmm. And he goes, listen, we not going to sit here like I'm talking about Dak, crying laughing emojis. Bleep, when I got paid, when I get paid, rather, I'm going to want a big contract, too. Come on, stop reaching. You know what this reminds me of? What does this remind you of? The New York Jets that liked negative Zach Wilson tweets and then said, I'm not, I didn't do that. That was a mistake. We love Zach Wilson. I know you're trying to do this. Or you're trying to blow this out of proportion, but absolutely not. Micah Parsons looked at this video, thought about it, tweeted that out because that was on his mind. Then everybody goes, oh, my God, Dallas Cowboys superstar defensive player is now basically saying that the quarterback, Dak Prescott, should not get paid. And then he has to backtrack because someone told him to. This also comes on the heels of the game against the 49ers where the defense for the Dallas Cowboys played really, really well. And the offense didn't play well, and Dak threw two bad interceptions and almost had a third. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, so this is why you take that tweet, and then you apply it to his team and his own team situation. There's no other way to look at this other than, hey, our quarterback's being paid way too much, and he's not good enough to overcome the deficiencies that we may have on this team because of his salary. 
That is correct. So, I mean, and this to me is something you don't see every day from players, active players. And it does remind me of the Jets, too, now that now you think of it. And the guy's wearing the Mike White t-shirts and all that other stuff. Yeah. So you brought up yesterday, are the Cowboys done with Dak Prescott? Could they be moving on from him? Do they feel like he's holding them back? And, you know, I, I didn't think that the Joneses were going to move on from him. But you got the Twitter account doing, the official Cowboys Twitter account doing what it did. And now Micah Parsons tweeting out what he tweeted out. And to me, there is absolutely an undercurrent that is now coming to the surface out there in Dallas about Dak Prescott not being good enough for the money that he's making. There's no doubt about that in my mind any longer. Now, will they do something about it? I don't know. What can they do about it? <clears throat> they have him under contract now. They can get out of the contract after this year. Uh, but it's a pretty big dead cap number that if they moved on from him, I guess they could save a little bit more money if they wait until after June 1st. But I'm just trying to think, like, okay, where where, where is he going? And who would want him? And I'm, I'm sure there would be people out there with, that would want him. I just wonder if the Jones family is thinking, you know, we we just there's no way that we are going to get past any of these teams with our offense currently constructed the way it is. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the AFC with all the great quarterbacks and they were very close to beating the San Francisco 49ers. They were right there in that football game. And so why didn't they win? Well, I think that the 49ers are just flat out better. That that's why I think, but also Dak Prescott threw two interceptions. <clears throat> I mean, that's a big part of it. And, you know, when he came back from injury, he led the league in interceptions. Yeah. And, you know, you're making that kind of money. There's that kind of pressure comes along with it. And, you know, this is not a guy that's making, you know, $10 million. This is a guy that's making, you know, a, a good chunk of the percentage of the salary cap. And that's that's really when you look at these numbers about in terms of the cap and how you have to handle it, you know, the quarterback at the top end of it, the quarterback position, if you combine all the salaries, and if you have a superstar, maybe you have a nice backup, but can't really exceed 16% of the salary cap. Anybody has more than that, then you're really putting yourself in a bind in terms of being able to sign, you know, top end talent like the 49ers have been able to sign. You know, they have very little money tied into their quarterback position right now. Yeah, but they did build that team for the most part with Jimmy Garoppolo under a, not a huge contract. $25 million a year. But, I mean, a decent amount. It's not like he was on a rookie contract. Right, but then they also brought it back. So, I, when you take a look at the last, what, let's say the last five Super Bowl winners, okay? So, you have New England with Tom Brady. He was making good money. I wouldn't say that he's making $40 million money. Right. But he still was a high-paid player. Mm -hmm. This wasn't as, as much as, say, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow is going to be. <clears throat> then you have the, the Nick Foles or Carson Wentz. That was before Carson got his big contract. That's right. Okay, and then you have New England again. They beat uh, the Rams, and that was that 13-3 to game. It wasn't great, but Tom Brady was still a highly paid quarterback. And then, of course, comes Patrick Mahomes. He wins. He beats San Francisco. And that was before he signed his contract. He signed his contract after that. And then, of course, there was Tampa Bay. That's Tom Brady making big money. And then uh, the Rams won. Uh, and that was with big money, um, Matthew Stafford. Right. So it's not. <clears throat> there's a lot of examples of guys on rookie contracts that that are getting it done. And we've given you those examples: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. But there's other examples too of guys making in the twenties okay, and thirties. Manny won, and uh, he was at the end of his career with Denver. Right. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about the Cowboys moving on from Dak Prescott until you brought it up yesterday.
Um, with the out in his contract, the chances of them like giving him another opportunity next year, I think, grow. Um, because if there was an out this year, obviously it would be a, a different issue. But um, it seems like it would be it would be tough for them to move on. But you know, maybe they have had it. I mean, this this stuff is is happening. It's a, it's another one of these smoke fire issues when you're seeing multiple social media posts basically <laughs> slamming back in one way or another. Yeah, I just don't see how it would be great to see either Tom Brady or uh, you know Aaron Rodgers in a Dallas Cowboy uniform. But that will never happen with Dallas because they're going to want to send him uh, to the AFC. And Tom Brady is a free agent. You know, there's there's a possibility that could you imagine Jerry Jones and Tom Brady? <laughs> it would be incredible. Let's go to Mike, who's in Bayshore. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? All right, Mike. What's happening? Well. well like I said, I'm very disappointed tonight that Dallas Cowboy lost, and I don't think that um, Dak Prescott should stay on this team. I mean, I know he doesn't have an out for uh, next year. I think the year after they can move on from him if they want, but they're stuck with him for another year. But Jerry Jones, he capstrapped the Cowboys by giving Zeke this big contract and Prescott this big contract. So how are they going to move on from him? Yeah, the Zeke thing. So Zeke's contract is up, though, right? I'm correct about that? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think they have to, well, they said they wanted to reconstructure his contract. So I don't know how that's going to all play out. Well, well, he, he, actually, Zeke can get out of his contract or they can get out from underneath the contract right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. They can get out from the contract and they will. They will move out from under the contract. And the reason he's saying he'll rework his contract is because he knows that if he doesn't, there's no way he's staying there. Yeah, but do you think they can move on from Dak, or what would be the best option for the Cowboys? That's so for Dak, I, you know, that that's a whole nother story. Uh, you know, Dak is under contract. Let's take a look at this. Uh, you know, for I, I think at least next year before he can get out. Yeah, so in 2023, his dead cap money is $89 million, And his cap hit this year is going to be almost $50 million. <laughs> Good luck getting rid of that. Yeah, but there's also, we've seen before with the Aaron Rodgers contract, if you do post-June 1st, if you do all of those things and it's a trade and then there's things you can you can figure out. But still, even if that number isn't 80-something million, it'll probably something like 30-something million, which is still prohibited. Right, and the potential out for Dak Prescott is 2024, which would mean a three-year, $126 million contract. And uh, it would be a $39 million dead cap hit in 2024. So... I mean, I don't, I don't see how they can move him. I really don't. And uh, I think you got another year with Dak Prescott at least. Well, at least. Yeah. I mean, and, and who knows? Maybe next year is the year that they figure it out. Unless somebody wants to bite the bullet or anything. You know, I mean, there's, there's ways around, you know, reducing some of those numbers. But uh, when, I, when, when I saw that thing from Micah Parsons yesterday, and then I coupled that with the fact that Jerry Jones was sick after the game, like he was talking about how it was sickening that they lost and everything else. Yeah. And Dak got up there in front of the cameras and said, you know, I can't play like this. It just made me think that, you know, is that time coming to an end? It feels like it, but yeah. I, I don't know if they could do that this year. That's the thing. This was another one of those things when his, when there was an opportunity for him to get a big contract. I remember having this conversation with you. Would you pay Dak Prescott? Would you give him the money? And the answer that we gave was yes, because he was just, he was the face of that franchise. He had played well enough. And you just thought, what's the alternative, as we always bring up? And like moving on from him, you would think that you'd probably rue the day that you did. But now the Cowboys are in a situation where they can only get so far. 
with him, and maybe they think that they can't get over the hump with him, sort of like the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were like, all right, and that was a lot of injuries there, too. But Dak was hurt a little bit this year. He did have the season-ending injury a couple seasons ago. So it's not like he hasn't had his injury issues either. But the 49ers were like, listen, we're good with Jimmy Garoppolo. We got to a Super Bowl with him. We got to championship games, but we can't get over the hump with him. That's true. I mean, I, I so I think they're stuck with him for at least another year. That that ninety that eighty nine million dollar dead cap hit is just too you know forget it it's impossible. Mark's on Long Island. What's up, Mark? What's going on, guys? Hey, man. So I wanted to talk about the Cowboys and the and the money that they're paying Dak, and if it's going to be a wake up call to the to the Giants when they have to pay Danny Jones and and uh, Daquan because it's like on the eye test you don't know if you're going to be able to get over the hump with these guys. Yeah, all the in the rest of the league. No, I understand, Mark. And so the deal that Dak Prescott got was four years, one hundred and sixty million dollars, including a sixty-six million dollars signing bonus, one hundred and twenty-six million dollars guaranteed. Right, and I think we all kind of think that Daniel Jones is going to get less than that. Yeah, it's not going to be. I don't even think it's going to be near that. But. This is what he he earned it, though, man. Listen, I was the biggest Daniel Jones detractor. I still don't know if he's going to be the guy that leads him to a Super Bowl. But I cannot sit here and say that he did not earn another opportunity with the Giants. Well, he does. He, he earns an opportunity and he earns a contract. There's no question about that. But the point being is how much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving him this Dak Prescott deal. I'm not coming close to this Dak Prescott deal. And I'm also not bringing back Saquon. That's something that I just I think that's that's silly. Unless you're franchise tagging him for one year with $10 million. That would be the only way I'd bring him back. But I'm not going to sign him to a long-term deal. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Kohler's point is, I mean, it's something that Joe Shane, I'm sure, is thinking about right now. I'm sure he's thinking about all these scenarios, guys who got paid, how long the contracts are, where we can put the out. And I do think that the Giants have leverage with Daniel Jones. Because, as you've talked about, this is the best place for him with Brian Dable. Yeah, he shouldn't go anywhere else. And, you know, he, he bet on himself this year, and good for him. And they actually bet on him him this year as well. That's why they didn't, you know, pick up his fifth-year option. And now it's they, they can tag him if they want, and that starts at $32 million. So I, I think that's the starting number per year. It's not $40 million per year, but it is thirty, and. Somewhere between 30 and 33, 34 million a year. That's probably the going rate for what he's going to get. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, Bill and Gio on the fan and CBS. 
CBS Sports Network. Looks like this storm and this rain has moved through as CBS Sports Network put up a live shot of some sun. Actually, there's you can actually see. Are you sure that's a live shot? I do believe that is, yes. Uh, Stephen Waldron, are you there from CBS Sports? Is that a uh, live shot right now? This is indeed a live shot. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Stephen. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew that that was because that's that very ugly part of the city that they show that you always complain yeah, about. Yeah, I don't like it. By the way, yeah. Stephen, uh, but it does have a nice backdrop. Yeah, uh, it does there, yeah. Is that Jersey City over there? Uh, yeah. Jersey yeah. City. Yep. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, you got my um, parking spot and everything all taken care of in uh, Arizona yet, Stephen? We'll be Steven? waiting for you at the hotel. You will be? Yes. Okay. Now, what's going on here? I, I got to make sure I have a parking spot and everything out in Phoenix so I can get to the to the show. Right, of course. Well, I just make sure that Stephen Waldron was on that. You know, you can't let things slip through the cracks. Can't be showing up Monday morning and be told, no, you can't come in. You know, one of those things like Eddie had happened to him in Minnesota. That's right. So you're actually going to be driving yourself there? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there's going to be a couple of days that I'm going with you. Yes. So don't leave me at that. Yeah. I won't. I won't leave you. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying, just going to make sure I get all the proper credentials. Credentials very important around the Super Bowl. Do we know? Are we like in walking distance? Yes, you guys yes, are. We are three miles. Yeah. So it's yeah. same setup as last time. Yes. Oh, okay, good. And Phoenix in the middle of the night is okay? Not okay. Well, when we went last time, it was totally fine. Okay, I, think it's, I think it's fine. It was there literally right down the block. One incident of one day? That was Miami. Right. When that was our last Al time. Al thought he saw a mugging or a murder. Yeah. That, that was the last time we were. And that was a bit of a longer one. That was not like Arizona. That was much longer. Yes. I like the Atlanta one because everything was indoors. You didn't have to go outside. You just went through the hotel. We're a little through. You know, yeah, we, we had to cross the street outside. Oh, that's right. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you were in that other that other hotel, the peasant hotel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> why did you go to Stephen Waldron to make sure that he had your stuff together? I feel like that's he's not on that level to get those things done. Yeah, that's uh, Sean, right? Takes care of everything. No, I mean, Stephen has you know, got to be the guy that makes sure that everybody understands what's required, what's needed. Is there anybody here at the radio station that you've talked to uh, in regards to any of this now or no? Me, no. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I was on a call yesterday about it, though. With who? With uh, Spike and CBS types. And nice. CBS types. Yes. TV types. Stephen was on the call. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Like, to just technical stuff? Uh, a lot of that. But there was also some other logistical information. Are you going to pass that on to us or no? Uh, you will, you know, it's a need to know, you know, basis. You don't, not that we're keeping anything from you, but why bog you down with stuff when you just roll up and things are handed to you? <laughs> As usual. <laughs> this is an unprovoked attack here. It, no, it is. It's, it's a, totally so, unprovoked. Not an attack. Facts. Something, <laughs> something must be bothering him. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, something happened on this call out. that yeah that, that annoyed him yesterday. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Make sure Boomer's happy. That was <laughs> so that, that was actually dinner, Boomer's going to buy this. Boomer's going to buy that. You know. Yeah. That was actually part of the call. Like, well, don't worry, we'll handle Boomer. We'll make sure he's okay. <laughs> Stephen, is that accurate? Yep, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice. Thank you, boys. I appreciate that. Wow. You're the lowest maintenance, high maintenance guy around here. It's unbelievable. How about that? <laughs> that is true.
As far as being a high maintenance guy, you're a low maintenance. Yes, high maintenance absolutely. Guy. Agreed. Yeah. Could be way worse. Oh, my God. It could be a thousand times worse. You could yeah. be insufferable if you wanted to, and you could get away with it. But I'm not going to do that. I know you're not, because it's not the type of guy you are. I'm just saying that opportunity is there for you to be insufferable. All, all, you know, what I you're hate, a total jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what I hate is when things are unorganized and there aren't answers. And then when you show up, what you think is the answer turns out not to be the answer. And somebody is telling you to do something that you're not prepared to do. You hate lack of accountability. Exactly. And organization. That's why I ask. And that's why I try to stay out in front of things. Absolutely. All right. Jerry is here for uh, an update. What's going on, Jerry? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. And indeed, we're going to Arizona because that's where the Super Bowl is. And we'll find out what teams are playing in it on Sunday. Early on, NFC title game, Eagles, Niners. couple of things here. Debo Samuel and their Mr. Irrelevant quarterback who is pretty damn good. His name is Brock Purdy and Samuel has seen him grow, grow, grow. I've seen him grow throughout the whole year from getting zero snaps to being a starter of this team. And, you know, um, with the guys that we have around him, you know, like from our, our guy, you know, Trent, um, being the leader that he are and everybody else just honing around and just giving him confidence to be who we, who, who we need. You know, we'll see what he does uh, this week in Philadelphia. That'll be the early game on Sunday. Uh, the late game on Sunday, or I should say the Sunday evening game, the Chiefs and the Bengals from Cincinnati. And everybody wants to know about Patrick Mahomes and the ankle, as you can imagine, the high ankle sprain. Had they have, have they confirmed that, or is that still just the report from Schefter and, and the NFL I, You types? know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that's what it was when you watch the video and then all the insiders are saying that. But I don't know if the Chiefs have come out and confirmed it. Well, Vajankle. Yeah, he's got the vajankle. <laughs> it's not a vajankle. <laughs> Here is Andy Reid. He says he'll be fine. He's had injuries before, so um, he can bank on uh, you know that past experience that he's had. But um, you know he'll, he'll he'll do fine. It's just a matter of making sure that he's safe to you know safe as you can be out there. Well, he'll be, I'm sure. So we Al asked me if I thought he would finish the game Sunday. I say no. Really? I think the I think the Bengals are going to get after him. I think so too, but I think he's gonna. It's going to be tough to get him out of there. He's going to stay in there the whole time, battle, sure. battle, battle. But he's not going to get hurt enough to leave. Do you th- so you don't think Chad Henney will take any snaps? No, nope. I mean, he. I mean, he was on that one drive, and he didn't even want to, him to be on that one drive. Mahomes, that I, is. I remember. I mean, he limped out there and he was so pissed off when and he had to go to the locker room. Uh, the jacket down when they you're sent not, him inside. Yeah, I, you're not getting him out of this game. No you're way. probably right. Uh, last night in the NBA, the Nets lost to the Sixers 137-133. couple of things here in this game. Number one, Ben Simmons barely played in the fourth quarter. Jacques Vaughn tells us why. We were down and uh, needing to, to get threes like we did and, and give Kai some space to get downhill, uh, which we were able to get him beat in pick and roll, which we were able to and then we could get by with it with playing some zone at the same time. Mostly, though, he can't shoot. And when you're down and you need threes, he's off the floor. The other thing in this game, you had, um, what's his name, Joel Embiid go 13 of 13 from the free throw line. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds. Did you see the chop on the groin? Yes, so I, I saw this this whole exchange and everything about it, and it's awesome. So <laughs> Joel Embiid does the... For wrestling fans, the D Generation X groin chop. Are you familiar with this, Boomer? No. Yeah, you are. Yeah, if you see it, you are. All right. I You've mean, probably it, even done it once in a yeah, while. Pat McGroin! Basically this. Oh, yeah, that. Okay. Yes. All right. So, 
he ends up doing that after more animated when he did it. Yeah, he did it like three or four <laughs> times. Yes. I just didn't want to do that. I already put my urine bag on I CBS understand. Sports I Network, gotcha. so I, I got gotcha. So uh, he does this very animated three or four times, and Kevin Durant sees this. Obviously, he's not with the team, but he sees this and does. He says, "Trash celebration, Joel Embiid." So then Joel Embiid puts together or has this video of him doing that multiple times mixed in with the actual wrestlers of D-Generation X doing it. And he responds to Kevin Durant's tweet with that video and a caption that says, suck it. <laughs> this is great. This is why the NBA players are so good on social media. So did he have that video ready to go? Did he? Was he on the bench texting a buddy of his, hey, get this together? I think that there was probably a person on Twitter who made that video and sent it to him. And as he was going through his mentions, he was like, oh, this is good. Or he had it from a long time ago because obviously all those clips in there were from previous games. The, the clip from that night's game wasn't in there. But what's great about this, too, is Joel Embiid, when he gets to the podium to speak to the oh, media, I know, I saw. He, that's when he tweets this out. Right before he started to speak. And he's laughing his ass off the whole time. Right. And he's because he knows exactly how it's going to go over, which was great. Pretty funny. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, 32 on the loss for Seth Curry. Um, what else? You got tonight, the Nets home for the Pistons. We'll have it on the fan. The Knicks are in Boston. Uh, Damian Lillard had 60 last night. Blazers beat the Jazz 134 to 124. Uh, let's do so. We, we heard from. We played the audio of this guy on the court last night at this Loyola Chicago game in Duquesne. So I'll just give you a quick one from it. Dude showed up to deliver hamburgers while the game was going on and stepped on the court, Tim. So that's on ESPN Plus, Tim's his partner, I suppose. Yeah, Tim Benz, I actually know that guy. Keith Dambrot is the head coach of uh, Duquesne. What did you think when you saw this going on? I really didn't see it. That's how crazy it is. I just saw the video after the game. Our guys were dying laughing in there. You know, so the guy had a job to do. He did his job well. <laughs> this is pretty much what you said yes. last hour. So, yeah, he was oblivious. He had to go deliver his food. He delivered his food. And <laughs> I mean, that, that was that. They always say, like, you know, different type of marketing stuff. This is a tremendous Brilliant. opportunity for Uber Eats to find that guy and then just have him. Just if the Super Bowl's coming up, it's championship week. Capitalize on. Can you this. imagine if this guy ends up in a Super Bowl commercial? He might. I know he might. I mean, if I were Uber Eats, I would find that guy and I would have him at either the NFC or AFC championship game, and I'd get him a press credential and I'd have him walk on the field with bags of fast food. You're right. I mean, that's to me. This is it. You got to do it. This is this is your opportunity. Make that, that guy a star. And if they use that video footage, which they should. You should. I know, I know, Al. You're pretty good with the video. You should take that commercial and have Izzo or you get rid of Duquesne and get Al. And you're right on the baseline. Yeah, Al Dukes. Because they're the Duquesne Dukes. <laughs> Speaking of commercials, do you have any um, recollection of you doing this, Boomer? Yes, you do. Yes, that's from 1989. Yes, yeah, it was Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yes, you remember the line. <laughs> yes, that I do, you yes. remember. Of course. That's amazing. I don't know why, but I do remember that. <laughs> you ever wonder the things you 
can't remember and the things you do. I don't know why. Like, you remember games. There are some games you don't remember at all, and other games you remember every little detail of. What I think is the detail. I'm yeah, not, you've yeah. been pretty good, though, because then we check it a lot of times, and yes. you're spot on. Yeah, I'm not. sometimes I'm not really sure, and, and, and my recollection could be a little foggy, but, you know, that, that I do remember because that was a, you know, we all, we all did like an MTV video, and it was all a bunch of us players. Yeah, Lewis well, Lips was in that one. Yeah, Lewis Lips was in that, and uh, Warren Moon was great in that one. The thirty second, how many? About five, six guys, probably. No, I think there were like ten guys. Ten guys. I think fun. Shane Conlon was in that one. Wow, that—that's what I mean. How do you remember that? I mean, you obviously got paid more than those guys. Let me just think. Let me think. I'm trying to think who was in it. Louis Lip was in it. Shane Conlon, Warren, me, Jim Kelly, I believe, was in it. Rod Woodson was in it. Oh wow. Oh man. Was that a Super Bowl commercial? I don't I don't think it was a Super Bowl commercial. I think it was a an opening season commercial. Yeah. It, it ran like the first part of the season, I think. Oh, number seven, the case, the <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, man. It's not bad. It is not bad. Uh, not great last night would be your Rangers. Well again with Marner and Camp to begin overtime. Marner with the puck. To the net. <laughs> <laughs> that little kid you guys met without a shirt on at Matt and Sid's wedding. Yep. And now he's turned out to be one of the best players in the league. And I don't know what Artemi Panarin was doing. I guess just being just hanging soft, out. Just being soft and trying to... Just hanging out. Poke the with a stick. Out. <laughs> well, anyway, they lost 3-2 in overtime. Ugh. Yes, and uh, the Islanders continue their slide. They lost to the Senators by the score of 2-1. to one. They really hit the skids. They have. Well, I'm going to turn it around on Friday. Tomorrow. Well, you'll be in the building. I'm going to be in the building. That's That sounds like a you, Sal, and who else? Uh, Eddie Erickson is going to be That's there. awesome. And you guys uh, going out to dinner before the game, or are you just going to eat in the uh, come on in the box there? You know what's going on. You're eating there in the box. Yeah. In the box. And um, who else? Uh, Frenchie. Who uh, my buddy Frenchie? That's great. The, uh, the that sounds party. like a lot of fun. And you saw the Coliseum. I saw this yesterday. I guess Sands Casino is going to be built yes. on the Coliseum yeah, site. That ain't happening. That's not happening. Uh, no, I don't. Then think. What announcement did I read yesterday? I think you're reading that they've they've actually tried to. They're trying. They, they made a bid for it. Yeah, oh, a lot of people in the area do not it was want it. Yesterday. I don't think it's approved. All right, maybe okay. I don't know if it is approved. Then that's. I saw something that said future site of Sands Resorts Casino. I read the same thing. I'm not sure exactly where they are in the process, but it is a real thing. I just don't know. Could happen. Yes. Yeah, but we don't know that. And they're they're actively trying to get it done, Sands. And isn't uh, aren't they trying to get one over by City Field too? Not a resort, but a casino. Yeah, over. Yeah, they they announced plans to build a casino resort on Long Island. That was two weeks ago. Uh, two days ago, Las Vegas Sands Eyes Nassau Coliseum site for new casino. That I'm telling you, the locals do not want it. All right, I'm well, telling you right now. Never mind. We're in Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network, getting close to Championship Sunday. Eagles 49ers, and then Boomer will be out in Kansas City for the AFC Championship game, a rematch between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals in freezing cold weather. Did you get your hat yet? I did. Okay, nice. And you're not going to show it to us because you want it to be a surprise on the NFL today? Yeah. yeah. All right, very good. So I'm excited I to see it. I got a that. matching scarf with it. 
I like that. Yes. I'm very excited to see, and hopefully you go uh, viral once again. Well, I don't think I will, but, uh, you know, I, hopefully you'll like it, and people will understand that, you know, even though we're on TV, we still are outside, and it is freezing. Right. Absolutely. And it's going to be whatever you said, eight degrees or something silly like that. All right. So uh, last night, I get a text from one of my neighbors who says, Tiki Barber is on Celebrity Name That Tune. And I go, What? So then I uh, quickly switch over and I end up watching and it was an athlete's version or episode and it was Tiki against Tyron Woodley who is a UFC fighter. And the two of those guys are going back and forth and they're naming the tunes and whatever. So Tiki in the first round, he ends up having a lead in the first round, but then he got wiped out in the second round. And the second round is where you do the, I can name that tune in seven notes, I can name that tune in six notes, and he just, uh, Tyron Woodley just blew right by him. And then Tyron Woodley made it to the end where he was the only contestant and he was playing for charity and Tiki got 10000 for his charity and that was great. But the one thing that I need to know, because I'm thinking he didn't know this song at all. Okay. They give you a hint, and, it's, and the, the hint is something like, when your parents tell you to push through. That was the hint. Okay? okay. And then Tyron Woodley said, I can name that song in six notes. And then they play the six notes and he can't get it. So then Tiki has a chance to steal and gets to hear all ten notes. And the ten notes were, and I might have more than ten notes when I do this, but you could clearly hear. Do, 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 do. Does Al have it or no? I have, uh, I don't know if it's the song Gio's referencing, but I do have one where he, he does get one. All right, so we'll play that in a second. Oh, we have the one that he's getting, but we what? don't have the one. Right, we'll play that in a second. But, so, when I do that again, when you hear this. Dude, yeah, I, I can't do it with you doing it. Why not? Listen. I, I would. Hold right. on, just listen. It's right, good. Do, 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 do. When your parents tell you to push forward. I know, I'm trying to think. Carry on my wayward son. Kansas? Kansas, carry on my wayward son. Yes. All right, there you go. See? Well, that's me going do 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 I mean, listen, I, I don't think that that is on uh, Tiki's playlist. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. I know he's eclectic and he's yeah. all over the place like I am with my music. Right. But Kansas, that would be like, I mean, I just wonder if he knew it at all. Probably has never heard the song in his life. Well, come on, that song's a, he had to hear it. There's no way but, he's but that's heard that I was that that was my wheelhouse. But even the host was like, "You're going to know this one when they played it," and both of them didn't get it. Yeah, and but it, they, neither one of them got it. It didn't. It didn't sound like either, and it didn't look like either one of them knew it either at all. Right. So, so I must have played that song a thousand times. Sure, but that's just one of those songs you, you know, just, like Kansas, the Cars, Boston, all of that music. You know, yeah. Ario Speedwagon. You know, that was my wheelhouse. Right. Of course. But that's just one of those songs I feel like everybody knows and has heard a million uh, times. You know, that's... When they told him what it was, how did he react to it? He was sort of just like, like didn't look like he knew. Not like, like oh, man, I should have known. Right, so he had never heard it before. That's that's my guess, but I don't, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to ask him that's when he gets hard, here. That'd be a hard... I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I think he's a black athlete. I'm not thinking that he's listening to Kansas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you never know. You said he was eclectic. He is eclectic. Yeah. He's very bright. And I think that uh, 
that's one that just falls through the cracks. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, so this is from uh, this is from Fox, and this is celebrity name that tune. This is Tiki last night actually getting one of these correct. Tiki, listen to name that tune. Yes. What a man. What a man is correct. Salt and Peppa, what that. a man. But here's the problem. That clip is him getting it quickly. What they don't tell you is that Tyron Woodley had a shot at it first. And he said everything but what a man. He said, oh, what a man. You're what a man. All of these things. And the song, the name of the tune is What a Man. So he ended up actually giving him the answer. So that, that clip is sounds impressive, but in full context... It's not. It's not as impressive. I, you know, I, that is hard. I mean, that, that's a hard show, man. You got to really be. And I'm sure they they pick some easy music for these guys because they don't want to make them look like idiots. Yeah, and it's also tough because, like for example, there was a um, oh who did this song? Was it Usher? It's an Usher song, and it's called "So Sick." But the chorus is, I'm so sick of love songs. I'm so sick of love songs. So they play this, and Tyron Woodley goes, buzzes in, and he's like, I'm so sick of love songs, Usher. And they're like, mm, I'm sorry. Now, he knows the song, but she goes, that's not it. It's so sick is the name of the title. Well, you got to be on, you got to be spot on. I mean, there's to an me, answer. it's like you either know the song, you don't know. Yeah, the song. but there's That's an answer. You know but, the there's, song. but there's an answer that you have to give in order to win. I get that. Ah, oh, but he nailed Sometimes it. Sometimes in those shows, they'll they'll uh, you know they'll give the contestant the win. But I think in this particular instance, you have to be totally right on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was great at that name that tune stuff was. Joe Beningo, 60s music. Have you ever seen him do that? It's crazy. Like, have people surrounded in the newsroom be uh, playing YouTube stuff. It would take him three seconds and he would be all over it. Uh, that's, uh, I got a new car by the birds. Like, what? You just played <laughs> one second of that. Yeah, that was actually, that was 63. Uh, they recorded half of that and then Clapton got the flu. And then, uh, you know, I'm like, what? That would, that would be cream, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I, yeah, yeah. But he would just, it was like crazy. Absolutely nuts. He was good. Chernoff was good at that too, believe it or not. Yeah, I would imagine that uh, Super Z is probably pretty good at that. Super Z? Yeah. You know what I'd like to pit? Because I think Spike is good at this too, with the music. I'd like to pit. Spike, if you think Super Z is good at Spike and Super Z together in a name that tune, right? It was genre. Well, like what uh, decade is there, or just open ended? I think like Super Z just knows the radio hits. Spike knows like independent music, but he also knows radio hits. Oh, for sure, he knows all of it. Man, that would be a that would be a good. I'd battle. like to get in on that too. Three way battle. Oh, you would. Oh, oh then let's get Super rock. Z out of there. Then let's screw it. Just you and Spike. Just you and Spike will all do right. it. Like the two thinnest guys here at the radio station. Because everybody else is fat as crap. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, so uh, you know, the loser has to actually eat a eat. real meal. <laughs> you have to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> Chicken parm and linguine. That's what the... <laughs> well, no, because he's vegan. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. If Mike loses, we feed him a steak. <laughs> oh, that would ruin him. Duct tape him up. <laughs> Pan feed him meat. Uh, all right, so that's something I'd like to do. I think that's good. Well, I hope Super Z's not listening to this because then he's going to be like, all right, absolutely, I'm better than you guys. 
Absolutely. Oh, he would be 100% all over this. Yeah. Well, anytime. The microphone is in front of his face. But I think the Allen Spike thing works. And Are you pretty good? Uh, I think I am, yeah. Open-ended? Yes. Like there's no restrictions and we can pick the songs? Yeah, I think as lo- yeah, I think I would know what Spike knows. Okay, good. I like this battle. We will set it up. Although he does have, he probably is better at the hip hop during that era than I am for sure. Well, you got to mix it up. You got to have yeah. a little different flavor in there. Well, so you think classic rock is your wheelhouse? Yeah, for sure. So I'll ask him. Do you think you could beat Al in classic rock? And if he says yes, then great. If not, then we're going to have to come to a common ground thing. Nineties rock. Yeah, eighties, nineties. Okay, no seventies. I mean, you could do that. I could do 70s. Yeah. All right. We got to set this thing up. All right, yeah. And we got to get a a real prize for the winner and the whole thing. Boomer and Geo Coney alive from the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to play this season, but I do know that Tom Brady 100% will play. I also don't know where that will be, but I am now fully confident that Tom Brady is coming Good. back and playing, and there's nothing that's going to change my mind. Good, I even, love it. Even if he puts out another Instagram post like he did last year saying that he was retiring, I'm still not believing it because last year he did that and, of course, came back. And here's the reason why. I was like 75% he's going to come back. But I'm now 100% because I saw a picture. A picture tells a thousand or says a thousand words. A picture's worth a thousand words. Okay, yeah, whatever. We get it. Draft booty. Yeah. Um, So what do you think this picture is that I saw? I think you probably saw him on the beach somewhere without a shirt on. No, did not see him on the beach without a shirt on. That would actually make me think that he was more leaning towards not playing. Oh, was he in the gym working out? He was not in the gym working out. It's actually not even a picture of Tom Brady I'm talking about. Oh, this has got to be Giselle down in Costa Rica running around with the jiu-jitsu guy. That's exactly right. <laughs> there Bingo. you go. Yeah. There's a picture of Giselle, of course, Tom's ex now, and this jiu-jitsu instructor who she was rumored to be dating... And she, they claim that, no, they're just friends, and this guy changed her life, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, I mean, like, where are the kids in all this? Like, are the kids going to school? Is anybody taking care of them, or are they just running around with nannies? What are we, what are we doing here? I think they're with Antonio Brown. I think that's probably where <laughs> think so. they are. Um, I mean, like, these guys are everywhere, but, like, where the kids are, right? I mean, where, where, the, where do they go to school? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a, that's a good... And she's yeah. running around. Are these photos like, you know, every other day from Costa Rica? I mean, what like what's going on? Well, yeah, so they're on horses. The two of them are on horses with no children in sight. And are they naked? They are not naked on horses, oh. no. But it does look like this. So maybe he's watching the kids. Maybe he's got the kids. I don't know, man. I swear this Joaquin guy is wearing a TB hat, like a TB12 hat. It almost looks like it. He can't possibly, but it almost looks like it. But yeah, so I mean, these two, I mean, they could deny it all they want, and all their friends, and it's platonic, and she needed him in his life, and it's, no, no, no. These two, 100% are romantically involved. And if I'm Tom Brady, who had to fight with Giselle every offseason to play, and then they end up getting divorced, and he has this opportunity to play without her chewing his ass out, and now you see this picture of her and 
jujitsu instructor Joaquin horseback riding in Costa Rica? Let me tell you something. I'm signing a five-year contract. All right, so who had it worse, Brad Pitt or Tom Brady? In what way? Like with the with the relationship whole thing, you know, like you're you're saying that you feel like that uh, Giselle kept Tom from playing or didn't want him to play anymore. That's well, and maybe gave him the ultimatum of not playing. I think that's exactly what happened. Yes, yeah. I mean, and that led to their their issues. And then she says, "Listen, if you're going to go play, then I'm going to me and Joaquin are going to have some fun in Costa Rica." And where are the kids? What are the, what's going on with them? I, I, like I said, I don't know. So, okay. what, what, Brad Pitt. In what way? What did Brad Pitt? Well, he got into it with uh, what's her name, uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Yeah, like they they're always fighting about something. Yeah, but they got like 19 kids. They got like a whole baseball team of kids. Right. They, what are they? What are they fighting about? They're not still together. Are no, they? they're not. But they're, they're but they're always fighting about something. I don't know. There was some incident that I don't. Know, he denies. She said that he got physical with one of the kids on a plane or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all that kind of crap is out there. Yeah, and, I think that he probably Brad Pitt's been accused of abuse. So I think that Brad Pitt's probably in a worse situation. Probably, yeah, probably. I would think so. But I mean, Tom Brady's going to come back and play. I mean, how many kids do they have? Brady and Giselle? Or no, Brad? no, 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 Brad and... Uh, but they also adopted a bunch of kids. I think they have seven. Seven children? Brangelina? Brad right. and Angelina. I saw them at FAO Schwartz one time. Really? With all the kids? Yeah. It was crazy. They shut down like FAO Schwartz and they they left me mingling around and... Yeah, that's what entitled celebrities do. You know yeah. how. Well, they, they were there with all their kids around. Hey, leave us alone. No, it looks like it's six. If This is from People Magazine. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have six children. Maddox, Pax, Zahara, Shiloh, Knox, and Vivian. Those are the six kids. So I would say probably that he's got it worse than, right. than Tom Brady. So, Well, here's Alan Rockland. Gianni, he has an update. Al, what's happening? Morning, guys. How are you? All right, great. What's going on? I don't know if you guys saw the picture earlier in the week on Twitter of Brady in Miami with his kids looking at schools. Oh, well, there really? you go. Okay, so he's got the kids this week then. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, it says Brady tours Miami private school for his kids after Giselle divorced. Does that mean that he's going to play for the Dolphins? Does that mean he's going to Miami? No. I feel like he's playing, though. You got to feel like he's playing. Man, if Tua... I mean, because, uh, by, by the way, because Tua is in the same situation. Remember, he's in the same draft class as Burrow and Herbert. Mm -hmm. And Burrow and Herbert will be getting contract extensions after this year. They're, they're already discussing the parameters of those discussions. What is Miami doing with Tua? I mean, I don't. What is Tua doing with Tua? Is the is the initial question, right? right. I mean, what what are the tongue of Iloas thinking about Tua's future in the game of football? I right. Think How about Duke thing. in Minneapolis, Minnesota? Duke, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. good. I uh, read on TMZ the kids were with Giselle, and the jujitsu guy is training all of them. Yeah, so this is, I'll read you this. All right, though, so too. we got, you know, our Hold audience on. all over the place. They're, they're either looking for schools in Miami or they're with the jujitsu guy, yeah. jujitsu, out there in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. So we're all over the place yeah. here, Duke. What it, is it? Well, Duke, hold I, on. I'll, I'll read it. it. I'm reading TMZ right now. Hold oh, on. TMZ, okay. It says Giselle's camp initially claimed Valenti, meaning Joaquin Valenti, had been tagging really? along on family vacation to train her and her kids. Mm -hmm. But. They've certainly appeared to be awfully couply this month. 
First, they were seen jogging while appearing to share AirPods. And just days later, riding horseback with none of Giselle's kids in sight. That's from TMZ this morning. If we look at the Costa Rica pictures, the kids are in it right behind her. Are they? So TMZ's in full of it then. That's not good. And then our last guy basically has got to be full of it. I mean, what are they? I don't know. I think what they were saying is not only were they in Costa Rica or whatever, then the picture showed the kids. They're talking about the time before when there was no kids in sight. Oh, okay. So, Duke, you think that these two are bagging each other? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Way to be on it, Duke. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Al, I saw where you got AirPods yesterday and you were underwhelmed. Yeah, they're going back. Going I mean, back? Did you go to the Apple store to get them or no, did you I, order them on? I ordered them online, Apple online. Yeah. But, you know, I got the, the AirPod Pros because I was like, oh, noise cancellation. It just keeps telling me to put, in order to do noise cancellation, they both have to be in my ears while they're both in my ears. So I, I just like, I don't want to deal with this. Well, why would you want to have noise cancellation when they're not in your ears? Exactly. But the, the, the machine, like when I'm trying to switch it to that, it's telling me they're not in my ears when they're in my ears. So I was like, you know what? It's too much involved in these one little things. Like, I'm out. Is that your Bose headphones? Are all, they always back. are great. And they're not cheap, these. No, exactly. They're 250 Yeah. That's what I was like. For 250 I, I don't want to be worrying about finagling with things. <laughs> Just do what Eddie does and what his wealth management team tells him to do. Don't buy things that cost $250. Right, Eddie? That's correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, do they also tell you to continue in the independent yarn business and make advent calendars? They, they yeah, suggest that? Th- that... May brings in more money than this, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, Steve is in Red Bank. What's going on, Steve? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, Boomer. With all this Brady stuff going on, you asked the most important question, which shows your character. Who's watching the kids? Uh, anyway, mm. on to my real uh, question. So I was watching this thing last night. They, some call it a sport. This slap. They're like if they're slapping each other. Yeah, yeah. slap league, yeah. Yeah, they're calling themselves athletes. Dana's calling it a sport. Now, don't get me wrong. There's probably some skill involved, but to me, it's just a spectacle. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, like, it's just, to me, it's not a sport. Like, like what's next? Can kicking? Yeah, as far as calling it a sport, I mean, I, I do think there's really, the only thing it, it really comes down to is who can deal with the most pain. Is what it comes yeah. down to, and who gets knocked out and who doesn't get knocked out. You're not even defending yourself. Right, exactly. Now, it really is amazing. You want to talk about irony. The fact that Dana White is behind this slap league, and he was caught on camera slapping his wife. I mean, that's just incredible. And then this thing just kept going on and on and on, and nobody stopped well, maybe it. Maybe he's but, an expert. Uh, it sounds like it, yes. Um, you want to talk about uh, guerrilla marketing. Uh, but anyway, so I've watched this. It is mind-blowing watching these people take these slaps and then pass out. Now, this is uh, this is all, it's not here in America, right? I mean, it's yeah. not no, it was around it Vegas. Here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they were doing it here. Well, now it's just like a, you know, something you see in Uzbekistan or something. Well, that's where they were doing it, and then oh, okay. it got very popular, and now it's been, been brought over here. So the, I showed Al a video last week of a guy who actually won a slap box fight 
and his entire one side of his face was so blown up that it was just unrecognizable as a face. How much? Uh, how much money did he win? That I don't know. Uh, and what sure. does what does he do in his real life? I think I think this is probably professional slap boxer now. I think is a thing. I'm sure like he's getting paid. Out or anything? He's social studies teacher. Well, I mean, I was thinking like you know how the NFL referees have you know another job when they're not refereeing. Yeah. Some are, you know, accountants, some are principals of high schools, things of that nature. Right. You think that maybe one of these slap boxers, I remember you and, um, what's his name? Gallo. Yeah, Gallo we did, did this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I know. You were ahead of the curve. <laughs> uh, well, this is when it was getting popular. This Nothing slap like boxing. watching two narps slap the crap out of each other. Oh, it was great. It was. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, Eddie hates violence, and there's a lot of people out there like Eddie who hate violence. And <laughs> who says you have to watch it? And but for me, like you know, I like boxing. I like seeing these things. And I'm not going to lie, when I watch these videos, I'm entertained by them. And these guys, it's, they're signing up for it. They're, they're making money. It, they're, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. But it is it is intense. And when they slap each other, it's like, oh, like that sound. And then they use the like rosin on their hands. So like this big cloud of white powder goes up. And then a lot of them, there's two people behind each slapper to catch them if they pass out. So when uh, when you get, is there like a, a time limit, an inning limit, or is it just until the first guy falls down and doesn't get up? I'm not sure. And can you slap the same side of the face every time? You have to, I think. It is the same side of the face, yes. Every single time. So over and over and over, like you get slapped like 10 times in the right side of your face. And who determines... Who goes first? See, I was not prepared for this conversation. <laughs> the caller brought it up, so I, I don't know the answers to any of those and questions. And are there weight classes? I don't know the answers to that either. It's something that I will look up now, um, but all I've seen is I've seen videos of this, and it's entertaining to me. Uh, Tim is in the city. What's going on, Tim? Hey, slap league guy with a blown-up face. $5,000 for all that damage to his face. That's it? These, that's it. I hope to God these guys have insurance because it's going to cost them probably five times that amount to fix up what went wrong with his face. Oh, man. That, that to me, now that's depressing. I thought this thing was blowing up now and people were going to get paid. But you're telling me that guy only won $5,000 to get slapped like that and be that abused? That's not good enough. What are you looking at there? It's the slap fight? League? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm looking at Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Slap fighting championship. Uh, Schwarzenegger and Paul together with uh, Fan Mio and Punchdown are bringing you the premiere of slap fighting championships. You're telling me that Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger are going to slap each other? No, I think they're behind it financially, but oh, okay. I don't think that they have anything to do with slapping each other. Okay, because that I'd watch. And let me see. So they're gonna. It's gonna be a new combat sports with sixteen different matches, including three-time champion Zell Zellweski <laughs> taking on the American slap fight sensation, the crazy Hawaiian. <laughs> but that was last year. Okay, that was last year. The crazy Hawaiian. Yeah. Well, that's what it was it. The crazy Hawaiian. And he was fighting that guy, Zale, with a question mark. 
So Pete Hoffman, the producer of Tiki and Tierney, is telling me that uh, a former UFC guy that I guess he knows, they offered him this slap league $2,000 to do it and another 2000 if he won. I mean, who's taking that? This is ridiculous. Guys, I mean, if you're going to get... This was aired on TBS, by the way. These guys got to get better agents or something. Get the crap kicked out of you like this for $4,000. My God. Power slap. There you go. Yeah. What was that guy's name? The crazy Hawaiian? Well, that was one guy from last year, but I'm not really sure. All right. There's uh, the rules of power slap as governed by the Nevada Athletic Commission. So let's take a well, we can look at the rules. So. Yeah, take a look at the rules. See if anything jumps out at you. Mom and Dad went to a show. They dropped me off the Grandpa Joe's. I kicked and screamed, so please. Reminds me of Jalapeno Dream. Back in the day, this was the kind of stuff we played. Nirvana. Was this on Bleach? It was on. I think I ever heard this song. Really? No. This might have been it was on, on Incesticide. Oh, okay. All right. Which had uh... Incesticide. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you weren't a Nirvana fan? Come on, Nirvana, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> incesticide. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we, uh... Now Eddie's got you saying incesticide over and over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I love Nirvana, man. That was that was great. Playing all those old songs, stuff like that. It was just so simple. But, like, they just repeated the same thing over and over again. But, yet yeah, I loved it. Like, Grandma would take me home. Grandma with this... Me with the long hair back in the day. Head banging. You'd say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but when you're that age, man, it's rock music. It's the greatest thing it's ever. It all matters. Heard. It's also like the Aaron Judge song we played earlier. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Saying his name over and over same again. Same thing over and over again. That was it. All right, Jerry, what's happening over there? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. So you guys have talked about Micah Parsons. And the tweet and him having to kind of walk it back a little bit or at least fight people off that are, you know, claiming that it was about Dak Prescott and all that. Well, uh, Sauce Gardner's got himself into a little bit of a jam as well uh, because he played uh, Madden during the NFL's Tuesday night gaming event. And his quarterback of choice was Mike White, was not (laughs) Zach Wilson. (laughs) Well, he's no dummy. His tweet about 20 minutes ago. Quote, I never subbed Zach out for Mike. When I got the controller, Mike was already in and he was throwing dots. So there was no need to take him out. <laughs> tough spot for him. Yes, a very oh, tough spot for he's him. He's defending himself. Yeah, you know what? That's oh, Come on, I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. By the way. Well, we all okay. know that they hate Zach Wilson. So <laughs> yeah, story. I know that, yeah. So we, we've, we've lived it. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. By the way, your Cowboys whacked five coaches today. I saw two yesterday. Three more today or oh, five yeah. more today? Total of five. Was Mike McCarthy one of them? No, he wasn't. Uh, everybody's wondering, like, what is going on down at that big D right yeah, now? Pissed off ownership. That's and then on got. top of it, you got Sean Payton. And uh, according to Pro Football Talk, uh, some of his um, uh, second round interviews come like to a screeching halt for some reason. Mm, Something's lost on Sunday. Him down. Man, I tell you, this is a this has been an interesting offseason for the Cowboys already. I mean, you got that Twitter account. You got Micah Parsons. Now you got Jerry Jones whacking coaches been crazy 
That is, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Which anyone's of uh, significance? Leon Lett. Really? Yep. Offensive line coach. Uh, wow. That one surprises me. I thought I actually thought Leon Lett would be a coach there forever. Really? I did. Yeah, I did. That's wow. How about that? They okay. uh, parted ways with Joe Philbin. Yeah, right. Leon Lett. Right. Rob Davis. Clarence Hill. I mean, there's a big difference between and George Edwards and Skip Pete. I you, saw Skip Pete like oh yesterday. That was yeah. a surprise to me. Huge difference between Wack and Leon Lett and Joe Philbin. <laughs> big difference between those two. I would think so. Yes. Is uh, John Fossil still there? He's still there. How about Dan Quinn? Uh, he's still there, but he is also interviewing I know for that. a number of jobs. And so is Kellen Moore. I understand. People feel like he's probably closing in on the uh, Denver job if if Sean Payton doesn't want it. Why would they go down that? I don't know. Didn't they all just four, do this with Vic Fangio and a defensive right. guy? By the way, all four guys, coaches in the Final Four here, are offensive background coaches. Mm-hmm. And the only guy in the divisional round that was a defensive head coach was Sean McDermott. How about that? How about that, Jerry? How about that? Well, a lot of offense from the Eagles this season, as we know. Niners have been really good since, well, all season, really. But Brock Purdy is unbeaten. Jalen Hurts knows a thing or two about him. Those two played against one another in college. Here was Hurts yesterday, uh, impressed by what Purdy has done. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, He's he's always been a a really good player, has a lot of moxie. He makes plays. Um, And he's been doing that since college. So there's no surprise to him when he was given this opportunity to see the success he's having now. And a lot of Hertz's success has been the receivers that he does have, which is pretty impressive. Uh, one of them is A.J. Brown. Now, I didn't see this Saturday night. I guess Brown was caught on video on the sideline, kind of being a little animated, if you will. Moping. Um, he says, I'm just a competitor. I'm never the receiver to, to, to go on the sideline or to try, try to cause like problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I think, I think that's what you can describe as a diva or whatever the case may be, but I'm not that person. Yeah, not that person, although I'm complaining about not getting the ball. Both during the game I, yeah. and after the game. I mean, the game they're winning. Yeah, I know. Well, I was the offense never really got on track. They only threw oh, for like 160 yards. Yes, but I thought most of that quarter when they kicked the crap out of the Giants yeah, and then they the game. took the you know, pedal off the metal, right. but the Giants couldn't do anything against their defense. Exactly. Yeah, so told, they never really got into the game. Right. I told Boomer earlier I had over A.J. Brown receiving yards in that game, and I knew with the way the game flow was going that I wasn't getting what it. What was the over number? It was like 74 and a half. What did he finish with? 20-something, 22. Yeah. Kim Bull short. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once once they got out the huge lead, yeah, I was like, 100%. screw it. And they needed the Giants to score for them to keep passing. Yeah. And then Miles Sanders, every time he got the ball, it was like nine yards of carry. Right. So well, I would just stop doing Brian that. Dayball won for it on fourth and eighth there with the second series or whatever, that first or second series. And it ended up with a um, I think it was potential first, rounding. It was that was the first series, was wasn't it? Potential yeah. rounding. And next thing you know, the Eagles are in the... Uh, End zone again, and it's 14 and nothing before you know. Yeah, I think it was the Giants the second time. It was the second? Because sure. their first drive was pretty good. I thought they got to the Eagles' side of the 50. Yeah, they, but they did both times. And that was their first two drives they moved the ball. Okay. I'm almost positive. Yeah. You make a lot of errors, man, is what I'm, Eddie's about to play. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was the second drive of the game. <laughs> Chiefs Bengals on Sunday night. Here is Patrick Mahomes updating his ankle injury. I'm doing good, you know. AFC Championship week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know. I've done a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. It is funny, though, how I like. I love Championship Sunday. But when you get towards the this stage of the season when there's just two games, 
Like enough of it already. Like play the game. And it's that only was, Wednesday. Uh, no, by Thursday. the way, that, was, that was the first series. It was the first series for the for the Giants. No, that was yes. wrong there, Jerry. <laughs> Making one error. Because the second series. That's your was, error. Well, the second <laughs> series ended in an interception. <laughs> okay. That clip will never get old. Right. <laughs> So funny. Huh. Here's Joe Burrow. He's very familiar with KC. Played him twice the last two seasons and really basically a month apart each time. So, you know, we know them. They know us. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be great. He seems uh, into it for sure. Uh, Sixers Nets last night. Philly wins 137-133. Tyrese Maxey had 27 off the bench. Joel Embiid 26-10. and 10. And James Harden 23.7 assists. Had 8 points in the final few minutes in big spots. Here was Seth Curry, a game-high 32. He says, tough loss. Obviously a really good team, so uh, just a little bit more. A little bit more emotional. We playing in an arena like this with, like I said, good, good energy, good, good fans, and you know, I mean, just, it, was, it was a big time game tonight. That place was, for what I watched, on fire last night for a regular season game. Pretty good. Nets home for the Pistons tonight, while the Knicks are in Boston um, this evening. Both teams in action. I got a clip from your guy, G. We have not heard from this guy in a while. Because, quite frankly, the Warriors haven't been all that great. Uh, But this is your guy, Tim Roy. Warriors, I guess they were down one here late. Looking And keep in mind, at this point, uh, Steph Curry had already been ejected for throwing his mouthpiece in disgust earlier. I would say it was 116-114 when he got ejected. A couple minutes later, here they were going in for the win. DiVincenzo will throw it in. Draymond Green orchestrating. Thompson curls right. He's not open. Pass to pull inside. Layup is up and good. He scored it with a second to go. Zaire Williams will throw it in the baseline. Waiting, looking. Throws into Bain. Bain will just chuck it down the floor. It's no good. The Warriors get the win. Pull went back door on the baseline. That's there you go. It was tied. So 122-120, they win the game. Tim Roy on Warriors Radio. As you mentioned, Curry getting uh, ejected in this game for throwing the mouthpiece. Also from yesterday, uh, what's interesting here? Let's play this. I want to so we'll keep it to the NBA. Talk about a guy that's got a good attitude. Mm-hmm. You would consider Kwame Brown what when I say his name? <laughs> a a, uh, a bust. And the reason I'm laughing is because Kwame Brown, I know, says a lot of crazy and funny stuff. So I know whatever you're about to play is going to be great. It's interesting. It yeah. is interesting because they were talking. He was on the Pivot podcast. The Pivot. And they were asking about pivot time. like his status in the game. Like, look what LeBron's become. Uh, here was Brown. Being a bust is better. How's that? LeBron can't do what I can do. They take pictures everywhere he go. I was a bus. Ain't nobody take pictures of me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you still big as hell. You can't don't matter. sneak nowhere. I'm a fit in a, I can fit in a Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. I actually thought that was pretty funny. So there you go. So he has embraced the whole bus notion. <laughs> yes, I would say so. He's uh, he's taking it in stride, as they say. And I believe the guy in the clip is Channing Crowder, the is former that was? Uh, Dolphins linebacker who goes, what? <laughs> How so? What? That was actually pretty funny. Um, I think I got to the bottom of this Uber Eats thing. Okay. I've read about three or four different articles on it. It was a video board operator that apparently did order this, and they must have given him a way in. So this doesn't seem like a setup. How he got down there, I don't know. I can't tell you. But it was a legit order, according to a couple of the articles that I did I can read. see the people in the arena... 
you know, same type of service industry people and appreciating what this young man was doing for a job and saying, I have, I have to deliver my food. I work for Uber Eats and it's four. And they probably gave the guy's name and he's the video board operator. I know. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. But yeah. So I guess there's no press dining at Duquesne University gym. Well, what does that matter? What do you mean, what does that matter? He's ordering Uber Eats. He could get a free meal up there if he's the video board operator. Everybody else does in the press no. box. Have you been I to mean, the Serena? I mean, in terms no. of letting an Uber Eats guy into the building like that. No, no, that's that's different. I'm just saying th- that's a different conversation altogether. Right. I'm just thinking, like, this guy is up there starving, and he's in an arena. Apparently. Like, there should be some food around there for him, right? So, but, but, so you've never been to Duquesne, Duquesne, Pittsburgh, and everything. You've never been there? Uh, well, is that like no. a gymnasium? Is it like the rack? Kind of thing, like where it's, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, mean, I, can't, were, I can't imagine it's like a big arena. Is, uh, is it on campus? Uh, I, I don't know any of that. I, oh, okay. Duquesne to me was, uh, Duquesne and Robert Morris were two college basketball programs that uh, that were there, but we didn't pay much attention to. I mean, Pitt basketball was the one that we paid attention to. They play in Cooper Fieldhouse. On campus, most likely. Well, that I don't know. The capacity is 3,000. Yeah, I'm sorry, right, 3,500. So. So maybe it's like a student center or something, and this guy just walks in. and I guess so. It's great. I said to Al this morning, last week we were at Michigan State. We get in with the bus into the tunnel. We get in, bomb-sniffing dogs before we're allowed in with passes. And this guy walks in with McDonald's. <laughs> different. Yeah. Very different. So, But it does seem like it was legit, and there was nothing uh, too stupid or goofy about it. And then this comes from Tuesday night. Syracuse lost to North Carolina 72-68. Um, here was a very disgusted Jim Beheim, if you will. The second game, you lost about four points in the span of eight days. Why can't the team close out? Uh, games we're done. Still coaching there? Yeah, yes, I, is, I, yes. I, I can't get that reported to talk to Gerard Gallant and find out why we can't close out games when we get the lead in third period. Well, again with Marner and Camp to begin overtime. Marner with the puck. Mitch Marner, the game boomer, okay? <laughs> Maple Leafs beat the Rangers. I mean, come on, Timmy. Come on. Do by, something. By the score of 3-2. to two. Islanders lost again to the Senators. 2-1 uh, was the final, so they've lost six in a row. And I think 9 of 10, 10 of 11, whatever it is. <sighs> and then I also want to go back to, um, I want to play something for you. I mean, we're gonna. I was thinking to do maybe a Twitter poll. Okay. Which is worse? Now, we've heard guys jump calls. So let's play one. We'll put one against the next one. Okay. I'll play mine. Eddie, why don't you play yours first? Tell me what you think of this one. All right, so there, the uh, the color analyst in that case, that was a Super Bowl. Yeah. Penetere's field goal try for the win. <laughs> and now here I bring you back to Tuesday night with the Devils down a goal in the final seconds. Crowd comes alive. Hughes for Brett across the line. Hires one for Hamilton, right wing. Board oh! <laughs> so Chico Resch or maybe Boomer, what would you say? Chico, five times worse. Well, I think that the audio, you know, apples to apples, Chico is worse, but the magnitude of the Super Bowl that it's happening. So how do I phrase this on Twitter? I was, what is more egregious? What's a more comes alive. Jews for Brett across the line. Hires one for Hamilton, right wing. Board oh! for the Sunday score! <laughs> 
can't put pictures and um, polls together, but we can put video and polls together? No, you cannot. No, no. Can't do any of that, actually. Yeah. Okay. By the way, why are these play-by-play guys so slow? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> the hell are you looking at? I saw it right then and there. Let's because go. He's Terry's field goal yeah. try for the Good. win. Good. Yeah. Here's why. He's still setting it up. Like the guy's lining up for nothing to do except to talk and react as opposed to the play-by-play guy telling you what's happening as it's happening. All he's... All the analyst is doing is just sitting there watching. Oh, God. All the analyst is doing. Okay. In that spot, yes. You have to react to what happens. Sometimes you guys jump the gun. Well, there was oh, a, I could have used Austin. Was, there was a very, very I was looking God. for a third one. Who's oh. this? Austin from the Purdue game last year with oh, me. Yeah. I was looking for it. I said to Eddie, I'm like, can you think of another one jump on the call? He's like, let's go. Right. right. Which, and they enjoyed. That's fine. But that would have been a good How one. How did you feel again. about it? Oh, I don't care. I do not care. All right, well, it seems like you do care because you're bringing it up. I think it's funny. Kind of like Michael Parsons. You know, I, you, you put it out there and, and you kind of like subliminally telling us that you do care and you want your analysts I don't to shut know. the hell I up. Do, no, I do not. I actually don't care at all. And by the way, have we heard from Jerry Jones at all this week? No. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's Sean Payton live? Let's find out where the jet is. Or the yacht. I don't know. Yeah, Good but we're, we're, we're worried about Jerry. I do remember when he hired Bill Parcells. He it, was it over here in out of, But it came out of nowhere. I had that one. And I, Was that you? Yes. Because I remember it was the NFL today. I remember you might have been. I, I called Beningo one. immediately. I'm like, are you watching this? Like, Bill Parcells? No way. And then he got him on the jet, never let him off. So you wonder, is he somewhere with Peyton? I don't know. Someone would be all over that, though. But no one was back then. Well, this right, so Bill, Par- Bill Parcells, by the oh. way, Bill Parcells is running this whole thing for Sean Payton, by the way. If you watch... What do you mean? He's 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 right in the mix, helping Sean Payton. Oh, no and kidding. And believe you me, if they can get to the Cowboys, they'll get to the Cowboys. And we've seen a lot of the college head coaches that are rumored to jump from one program to another. They follow these private jets on flight away. That's interesting. And I all of these fans know where these planes are going. Wow. So, so you would know if someone's tracking. Well, do you the know Jones the tail jet? number for uh, Jerry Jones's jet? Do you know that? Do I know? I do not. Somebody does. No idea. Somebody knows. Somebody at that airport or that FBO would say, "Yes, this is where he's going," and then it would get out there. Uh, Those sure. meetings have got to be just intense. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe that would be exciting. Well, they're letting they're letting Enough. go of all these coaches, and there's a chance they could lose their defense coordinator to become a head coach For somewhere sure. else. <laughs> that could be the time where it's like, okay, we're wiping them all out, and Sean Payton's coming. The out. other question too is, and I could be wrong about this. I don't think Mike McCarthy has spoken since Sunday. I don't think anybody has. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. And the other the other point about all of this, if Jerry is going to end up firing Mike McCarthy, if that's the case, may may not be. Uh, then he's got to go through the whole Rooney Rule interview process and everything else is going to, if he wants Sean Payton, and everybody knows he wants Sean Payton, that means the uh, it will be sham interviews when it comes to trying yeah. to meet the Rooney Rule. Yeah, he'll like text Marvin Lewis and be like, okay, done. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Especially when it's been out there for, I don't know, years that he wants Sean Payton. Well, sham. Yeah. The whole thing's a sham. Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The controversy continues with this Uber Eats guy that I believe now is apparently a DoorDash guy, not an Uber Eats guy. So we have to get that correct. It's DoorDash, not Uber Eats. That was on the bag. So... So 
someone sent me this tweet. It said, breaking news. This was from this morning. The delivery guy that walked onto the floor at Duquesne last night was not from Uber Eats. He was from DoorDash. And he was also fake. Per Austin Hansen TV. Shocking twist in the saga of the lost delivery man. So if you go to Austin uh, Hansen TV's account, he is the... Uh, assistant athletics director and content development for Loyola Chicago, who was Duquesne's opponent last night. And if you haven't seen this video, a DoorDash guy with a bag of McDonald's walks onto the court at a college basketball game while the game is going on looking to deliver this food. So this Austin guy says, everyone keeps asking me what happened with the DoorDash guy in the court. Here is my angle. And he posts a video. Then after that, he says, I did not order the McDonald's, even though it was being delivered steps from my camera camera position. This kid was clearly doing a prank for YouTube and TikTok. You can see that he is wearing a microphone and tons of students were filming them with their phones. And he does indeed in this picture have a lavalier microphone on him. All right, well, there, <clears throat> there you go. It's all set up then. And he goes, they didn't kick him out. He just casually walked back into the stands with his McDonald's in hand. And he goes, I will personally tackle anyone else who does this. Just let the athletes play the game without worry that they are going to get hurt by a stray delivery person. So this whole morning, you're figuring out who ordered the thing. Get that kid a deal. DoorDash, NFL, get a deal. Everybody hire him. Super Bowl commercial. Well, apparently it was... A total fake, and at least according to this guy from Loyola, Chicago, that it was a total fake, and he won, and we lost. Now, that's his thats his whole thing on this. Now, I don't know if that's correct. It's actually ingenious, though, because the, the guy, obviously, you know, has gone viral, and yeah. it is a very interesting look, to say the least, and he looks like he's like a lost delivery guy. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. I mean, I totally bought it. Now, now you got to make it into a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, see, now I think if it's fake, then no. If it was real, then yes. But people don't like the fake stuff. You okay. Know? Yeah. Like there was a a documentary called The Axe Wielding Hitchhiker. And he was this homeless hitchhiker that was in a car with someone who lost their mind, and the guy in the car ended up crashing into a utility worker who was working on a telephone pole and pinning him up against the pole. Then the guy got out and got crazy and started attacking a woman who was trying to help the guy that was pinned. So this this homeless hitchhiker takes his axe out and he ends up, he's got a hatchet, the hatchet wielding, that's where the hatchet wielding hitchhiker, he starts hitting the guy with the hatchet. And he's a hero because he saved this woman's life and the other guy went to the hospital, was pinned against the car. And he gave this unbelievable interview after that happened. And it was real, and it was honest, and he became a superstar. He was one of the first big viral sensations, and he ended up going on to Jimmy Kimmel, and the people who produced the Kardashians wanted to give him a reality show. And the point is, now, he ended up committing a murder years later, and he's in a jail somewhere in New Jersey, and that's what the documentary is about, which is crazy. But my point is that the reason why everybody wanted that guy is because they believed that he was authentically yes. different. right authentically different now that we know that there's a chance and probably that this is fake this guy no longer is interesting 
If he was just a total, hey, I'm doing my job. I'm getting this McDonald's to the guy who ordered it because I work for DoorDash and I've got to do that and I don't care what's going on. Then that's great if that's the truth. But it's, if it's a hoax, then it's a hoax. That's so I don't fake know. news. Sad. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sad, actually. Now that you put it there. But I have to say that the kid acted. The acting was great. Yeah. He, he fooled just me. Just like, uh, like a walking around like aimlessly. And he was a delivery guy. And just happens to walk onto the court where the basketball players are standing. It is a genius prank. Yes. It fooled many, many people. Mm-hmm. I'm the one of them. And I think that, that his acting was great. Everything was perfect. It was it's just that it's just fake. It was just ended up being fake. And the guy who from Loyola Chicago is absolutely right. I mean, he's, you know, a bunch of people were filming before he got on the court. He had the lavalier mic on there. And who ended up winning that game, by the way? Uh, Duquesne ended up winning the game. All right. So the home team won the game. So from that standpoint, okay. Uh, by the way, did uh, our jockey have a pick last night or not? Yes. He lost. Okay. He ended up losing. Yep. So kind of in a win-loss, win-loss kind of situation right now. He's in a little bit of a funk. Yep. I would say that he's in a little bit of a funk. I do. I, I don't know if I want to talk to him today. No, but, no, no, no. We're not going to talk to him today. But it's, at some point, we have to address him living with strippers. Okay. We will. Because a lot of people were, and he's got the dentist appointment tomorrow, by the way. So Tomorrow's a big day for him. If you want to talk to him tomorrow and, and just hammer it in his head not to screw it up again. No, um, I'm gonna, it's out there. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody that's supposed to be contacted is contacted. There's right. no reason to get in the middle of it anymore. Everybody just does their responsibility. We'll be fine. And a lot of people were tweeting me yesterday or texting me his tweet yesterday going, what's going on with this? you got to get to the bottom of this. Him living with strippers. strippers and many girlfriends that he had that were strippers back in the day. Mm. I mean, what a life. Let me tell you something. What a life Eddie Brown has lived. This is just another chapter. on the fan and CBS Sports Network come to you live for the built Ford Tough Studio. Patrick Mahomes yesterday at the podium looking pretty spry. Boomer says don't get fooled by that. This man is not going to be near 100% because he's got the vajankle. Do you think that somebody would there uh, in the Kansas City media would be like, uh, can you give us an update, uh, Coach Reed, on Patrick Mahomes' vajankle? And then... Get Andy Reid to be like, excuse me, what's a vajankle? And be like, oh, sorry, I misspoke. And then, but then at that point, you've got Andy Reid for the rest of time saying vajankle. Vajankle. Yeah. Sort of like I, when I walked Phil Sims into saying moose knuckle. Yes. That was great. That was one of my crowning achievements. Vajankle. So I think that would be great. If I were there in Kansas City working at a radio station, I would probably, I'd, I'd go to that press conference and I would, I would try to get either Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid to save Vajankle. You know, I think that those uh, press conferences tend to be so serious, especially this time of year. That's why you got to break it up. I understand that, but I don't think it would go over very well. Yeah, who cares? You'd have the audio for the rest of time. And the that's moose all- knuckle. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? Yeah, there you go. The moose knuckle. Oh, my God. Incesticide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just Patrick Mahomes go, what's a Vajankle? <laughs> well... Patrick, why don't you look it up? I mean, you could change the whole tenor of that locker room if they were, like, too tense or too tight leading up to the game. Like, and these guys shared a laugh over a vajankle. Right. And maybe they'll point to that as the reason why they're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, you know, we were really uptight and we were tense and the Bengals were favored. And all of a sudden, that one reporter asked me about my vajankle. And then I went back into the locker room and then we looked it up on on Google, and then we had a great laugh about it. And since that moment, like, we was really a camaraderie moment, and we were playing fast and loose, and now we're going to, we're going to, go to the Super Bowl. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And then at that point, man, you have, you have, you have quite uh, just the, the thought process that you go through sometimes to come up with these things. Yeah. It, it is a little twisted. And then, like, it would be, like, the biggest story in the NFL, so then you guys would have to talk about it on the NFL today. Yes. And be like, and then we can't forget about the moment this week that really turned things around for the Chiefs, the Vajankle story. Vajankle. And Bill Cowher. What it is is people with a foot fetish, they do as they put a fake, I don't know how to say this, but cooter. Yeah, on top of a uh, on top of a foot, on top of the ankle. So there's 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 your entry point, and I go to pound time. <laughs> <laughs> on the vajankle, straight to pound time. Oh that my would be god, awesome. wouldn't that be great? Your imagination is. I would uh, just be, it would be so entertaining. It's crazy. Yes, it would be, I guess, to a certain point. I mean, the NFL is so entertaining to begin with, but like... You know, do you have to add that to it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course, that's what I'd be thinking if I was in Kansas City. Maybe I should just go there after the show today. Go to the press conference. And go to the press happen. conference and ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. But then pretend like I wasn't trying. I'd just be like, how's the vajankle? I mean, ah, sorry. And I'd be like, vajankle? Be like, uh, no, I didn't mean vajankle. I meant how's the high ankle sprain? Mm. Then Andy Reid, like, who always sounds like he's out of breath doing his press conferences. What? What'd you, you say, vajankle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, uh, he he just looks worse and worse every year. I know. I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think Matt Nagy's got one of those things in his office. <laughs> uh, all right. I got a bunch of tweets about this, too. I don't know. Apparently, James Dolan was on uh, Fox 5 this morning talking about all some wacky stuff. And Sean in Island Park joins us to talk about that. I've not heard the audio yet. I know that Jerry is working on some of that for his next update. Sean, good morning. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. What's up? Not too much. I was just watching uh, Speed My Son here. And I was watching Good Morning with Rosanna. I go back to seeing you guys. And uh, James Dolan was on. And he was—he held up a picture of the guy from the State Liquor Authority, and he's basically saying, "This is the reason why one night at MSG we're not going to serve any alcohol." And I'm just like, "This is ridiculous. What if I go to a game and I pay three hundred dollars for a ticket, and now I can't buy a beer?" Yeah. Well, so whose fault is it? Is it MSG's or is it the uh, liquor board? Honestly, I don't even know what's going on with the liquor board. He was up there showing about uh, Ticketmaster too, saying it's not their fault that uh, people can't buy uh, Taylor Swift concert tickets. And, you know, his whole demeanor is just arrogance and, you know, He's a jerk, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he does give off those vibes. I mean, 
I, I just regard, and I do not want to get into this argument again. Okay. But regardless of how you felt about the Charles Oakley thing, the fact that he went on that show and then had a booklet of things to argue against Charles Oakley's life was a big problem. Okay, that was not a good thing. And then I, I, the fact that he's holding up the the, the SLA's like the head of the yeah, SLA's picture, picture the on guy. TV. Like, what are you doing? He had a picture and a phone number for this guy. <laughs> and he's like, call this guy. Because you can't get a beer. Call this guy. Oh, my God. Well, you know, must I, I'm assuming that it's got to be something to do with their uh, their facial recognition technology that they're using. Oh, and yeah, how- that was, that, he'll go on a about that, too. All right, so how they're using it and why yeah. they're using it. Yeah, he was basically, he equated it to like a bakery. And if you walk into a bakery, somebody, if the bakery didn't want to uh, serve you, they have that right. You know, but he, it's, it's kind of apples and oranges, really, comparing a bakery to MSG and, you know, some Girl Scout troop mom showing up with a Girl Scout troop and getting thrown out of the building. All right, she's a Girl Scout troop mom, but she's also a lawyer representing somebody that is suing MSG. I mean, like, I. She's a a Jersey based lawyer and she's not a New York based lawyer. I know, but she's a Jersey based lawyer and, and she's representing or her company is representing somebody that's suing MSG. No, I get it, but I mean, she, it's with a Girl Scout troop. She's with her nine-year-old daughter. You know, yeah, does a Girl Scout like a troop come to the uh, negotiations when they sit down and try I, to figure I, out this lawsuit? The Girl Scout troops, I boycott. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. No, I, I know, I know, Sean. But we, one thing we know about James Dolan, he's he has to be the pettiest individual on the face of the earth. He wants to embarrass you if you embarrass him. He's vengeful. He holds grudges. He does all these things that are horrible personality traits. And this is one of those things, too. Now, to me, it's like this is a separate thing. Yeah, you've got this lawsuit going on. But if that person wants to go see a show somewhere or bring their kids somewhere, so what? You got to be that petty about it? Let me ask you this question. Do you think that Maggie could go to a game at MSG? No. Or the facial recognition would go off and, and they'd have to kick her out. No, I 100% think that. They, I, I think maybe everybody but you. I think there's a chance here at WFAN. Well, come on, get they out of here. Bruce Springsteen tickets. They better not keep me out of there. No, there's no way. Maggie, for sure. I mean, I, you know, uh, Carton and I had uh, James, uh, Jim Dolan on. It's fine. Uh, he he were on his uh, network at the time, though. <laughs> Yeah, but he and I went out to lunch with him a couple times. You know, I've known him for a long time as kids, and my kids went to high school together. I'm sure the experience that you have with James Dolan is it's not... totally different. Yeah, right. I, I and, and that's I fine. And, and there's a lot of people that, that are disliked generally that I might know, and I say, listen, as far as I know, this guy's been good to me, so I don't know why, you know. I, I understand what you're saying. And I understand your pettiness comment, too. I understand that, too, because I see it. I mean, it's a, it's really an ugly personality wonder, trait. you got to wonder, like, because... His life has got to be great because you own the Knicks, the Rangers, you know, Madison Square Garden. You have multiple different companies that are all split up and you got the entertainment industry covered on every level. I, mean, I don't know why anybody would be so angry. Yeah. There's no really no reason to be angry, I don't think. But then again, I don't know who the people are working around him. Well, all I, people who kiss his ass, I'm sure. Well, it's. It's like you wonder, like, who's working around our president? Like, who are these people? Where where do they come from? So I, it's the same thing here. Like, who are the people that are surrounding Jim Dolan, and what are they telling him? Everything he wants to hear. He's one of those guys. Okay. And right, I think well. one of the saddest things ever are the musicians who had to sell their souls. These creative, talented people. 
like decided that I'm going to give up on my dream of being a legitimate musician to be in James Dolan's band. And that to me is one of the saddest things ever because he, everybody, because he's a joke, obviously, with the singing and it, it's just a flat out joke. And those people are like, you know what? This guy's a gazillionaire. Ah, whatever. Join the band. We'll fly around on a private jet and play right. in all these different and places. Everybody will laugh at us. It's actually, it doesn't good matter. Life, the, the cash, the, the, yeah, but when you're a creative person like that, the, the, the inside there's a, there's a tremendous hole. They're <laughs> telling you right now there is. Uh, let's go to Augie in Middletown, New Jersey. What's up, Augie? Boomer and Geo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Augie. What do you got for us, brother? I got a question for Geo. Yep. Geo, what yep. did you do to Eddie yesterday? I mean, he's he's on a roll, mm -hmm. and then you th and then you throw some shade on him about what? his tweeting and. Yeah, you put his fire out. What happened? Well, hold on a second. You can't blame me for those picks. I mean, that is that is all Eddie. Now, what I didn't throw yeah. shade at him. What I said was this guy was losing his mind. You saw these tweets. He was losing his mind trying to fight this guy with the Hammer Twitter account and then blocking him and unblocking him. And will you agree to terms? And then he also was trying to extract money out of the GoFundMe page, $500, to go head-to-head -head with this guy. And I thought that that was probably a bad idea. So I just brought it to the audience's attention if they wanted to see it. And then he also was talking about living with strippers, which I thought was interesting. So I brought that up. I mean, I didn't tell him to stop tweeting. I was just pointing out his tweets. And there's no way I can mush Eddie. I mean, Eddie's still like 75% with these picks. So so I don't think I did anything wrong yesterday with him. Gio, you were chilly all year long. And that's the great thing about Eddie Island. You know, we love to see what he's up to. We can learn a little bit more about right. him. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I was riding his coattails yesterday, and I got mushed. Yeah, but, well, I, but uh, here's I'm, the I'm thing. Yeah, here's the thing, Ogie. I did not. I did not bet with him last night, and so I, you can't call me the mush because I was. I was off of him last night. So, you were chilly all year. Yeah, I know. I was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, I mean, and by the way, after that whole tweet, or when I pointed out those tweets, and then Eddie tweeted. I'm going to tweet less. He sent like 70 more tweets, tweets yeah, later that tweets. day. So I, <laughs> I did not get him to stop tweeting. He's going to be himself, Augie. You, you know that. Hold on. It, what time is his dentist appointment tomorrow? Is it 2.30? No, it's at 1 o'clock. Got it? 2.30? Two, two yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, got it. Everything All was right. going well to the 2.30 joke. 2.30, yeah. Yeah, get it. Did he hold on to that all day, you think? Maybe thinking. Let, let's call up Boomer and Gio and find out when uh, Eddie's uh, appointment is. Tooth thirty. Uh, Eunice in Brooklyn. What's going on, Eunice? Hi. Good morning. Y'all make my day every morning. Oh, thank, thank you, Eunice. Eunice. Very oh, sweet. Guys. Thank you. Yes, I love how Boomer combs his hair and everything. <laughs> but my two questions are: um, Do do you think Tibbs is going to get fired? Because he don't play everybody. And then, second question is, do you think the Nets should wave Ben? Because he just don't shoot the darn ball. It's annoying. Yeah, well, well let me ask you, Eunice, before, before we answer that question, do you believe that Tom Thibodeau should be fired? Yes. You do. Yes, he, he doesn't utilize the whole entire bench, and they getting they sitting there twiddling their thumbs, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Also, I do think that they are getting. They're trying to trade. I believe Evan Fournier and yes. Cam Reddish. Yeah. And I don't think that they want to risk any injury for those guys, and they'll only play if they have to play. And 
that's part of you know the bench that's just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. And I'm sure for those guys that they can't be very happy about that. Right. Yeah, Eunice, and thanks for the call and the kind words and uh, keep listening and watching and all that. I The problem that I have with Tom Thibodeau is it doesn't seem like he is interested in developing guys. Meaning that a young player that comes over, a young player that is drafted, if that player isn't doing exactly what he wants immediately, then he sits that guy down. And and it's, we've, there's been many instances. There was a whole stretch last year you never saw Emmanuel quickly. There was a whole stretch where you, I mean, Cam Reddish never gets an opportunity well, he did on earlier, this team. He did earlier, and in he the was season. playing really well. But, but there's got to be a reason. Well, it's because, he, and I understand defense is important, but this is the thing. Instead of saying Cam Reddish isn't playing enough defense, I'm going to glue his ass to the bench. How about working with Cam Reddish, getting him to be a better defender, and then you've got the upside of the offense. I and mean, we've seen it with Obi Toppin. There's just too much of that. Like, he's, he's in such a win-now mode with a team that's never going to win a championship that it doesn't seem like, other than R.J. Barrett, that he has any of these younger guys back. Well, Emmanuel quickly, and Grimes is playing a lot. And here's the other thing. Why is Grimes playing a lot? Because he likes him defensively. Yeah, right, exactly. So uh, there's a reason that um, Obi Toppin doesn't get a lot of run is because they're going to run Julius Randle into the ground. Well, that's a, that, but that's a thing that the fan base hates. I know that. And I hate that, too. I want to see young guys out there. And here's the question for you. The Knicks are going to make a trade. I it, it's not going to make them better. They're just going to relieve themselves of some players that are unhappy. Yep. That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah. And they may get some draft picks back and more draft capital. But then where do you go after that? And can this team win? And I don't see how it can because I, I know the answer to this. But can this team win if Julius Randle is your best player? And well, Jalen, well Jalen Brunson's their best player now. But. Well, now he is. But Julius Randle is a guy that gets the ball a lot, shoots the ball a lot, and, and does. And he doesn't play defense. Well, lot. what do you mean by win? Win a championship or win a playoff round? How about how about winning a championship? Isn't no. that the idea? No, no, I know, but I just didn't know what you meant by win because the Knicks have been so far away from and, a championship. And by the way, I'm kind of glad that you know they've done kind of what they've done. The only thing that I'm, I'm I wish I would have done differently maybe is somehow try to extract Donovan Mitchell and got and get him here, but. They were unable to do that for whatever the reasons are. Um, I do like their kind of their cautious approach. They're playing these young guys to a certain extent. But as long as Julius Randle's here, Obi Toppin's blocked. And the other question that Eunice has was, should the Nets waive Ben Simmons? They're not going to waive Ben Simmons. Too much money. And not only that, I believe that if the Nets have any shot of beating the best teams in the Eastern Conference, they need all three of those guys healthy, Durant, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, and all three of them being at their very best. And that means Ben Simmons doing some of the stuff that we saw earlier on in the season. Look what they do when all three of them are on the court together. Right, and and playing well. I mean, you don't need Ben Simmons to hit a ton of shots, but you do need him to rebound. You do need him to play defense against great offensive opponents, and you do need him to um, dish the ball out to the guys who can score. So if he's doing all of those things, then they're the best that they could be. So you're not just going to get rid of Ben Simmons. That's not something. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you going to give Kyrie Irving a contract extension? And if you do, how much and for how long? Well, I'm not even the, I mean, I, I would never absolutely no shot, no way in hell. The only way I would is if 
they end up going to win a championship and they feel like they can bring back the same team and win another championship, if they fall short in any way of winning a championship this year, he is in, he's not coming back. Oh, he's in, coming back. In, in my mind, he's not coming. I'm not saying that the, what the Nets will do. You're asking me, would you? No, no way. to Jerry, we're talking about James Dolan and facial recognition software. Jerry's got a couple of cuts from James Dolan's sound um, from uh, Fox that he was on talking about this and some other things. Now, we brought up how Maggie Gray of CBS Sports Radio, uh, Maggie and Perloff also of CMB and Moose and Maggie here on WFAN, that this when Maggie she, gets around, huh? And she, <laughs> she's on the phone. But oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that she had the issue with uh, with James Dolan, where she called out James Dolan uh, for this Harvey Weinstein song that he did, that was just basically gross. I mean, this is so ridiculous. I should have known that my friend was pulling out his fish-looking penis and showing it to people. <laughs> like that was basically his song. So Maggie's like, "This is ridiculous." Calls him out, and then ever since then, MSG and WF. FAN have had this horrible relationship because James Dolan hated Maggie for calling him out. So we were wondering, could Boomer ask the question, could Maggie Gray go to MSG or would they see her with the facial recognition and kick her out? So Maggie called in to give us that answer. Good morning, Maggie. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. How are you? No, I'm doing excellent. And it feels like the Dolan headlines kind of keep building and building and building. And he may have finally messed with the wrong people. I don't know about that, but... I wanted to give you my story of the one time I have been back to MSG since I called out James Dolan. Okay, okay so when was that? Okay, so this was September of 2021, and I got uh, invited to the Garden for a WWE SmackDown event. I know some people at the WWE, they were having like a party, and then you get to go and watch SmackDown. So I went, and so I didn't buy a ticket or anything. But I walked in and had a mask on because it's like September of 2021. Everyone was still wearing masks at the time. I walked through the metal detectors, multiple metal detectors. They checked my bag, the whole thing. They saw the invitation I had. Then I go up to a party that's in one of the like suite levels, took the mask off, mingled at the party for like an hour, talked to some people I knew. Then I watched more than half of the show in a suite, and then I... Took the train back home to New Jersey. Never got one. No one ever approached me. It was really, it was really shocking. Actually, I thought for sure I would get stopped. Well, do you think were they using facial recognition software at that point? Do we know? I I don't know. I have no idea when this may have started. But I have to believe it was before twenty twenty one. That wasn't yeah. that long ago. Uh, but I really think it was the mask because if you read, you know, Ethan Sherwood Strauss did a whole piece about all the levels of people who are, you know certain levels of how banned are you from Madison Square Garden, and I have to believe I'm like DEFCON 1 there, considering how much Dolan hates me, yet I was able to get in with a mask. Now, again, I didn't buy a ticket. It was an invitation, so maybe that was different. Yeah, that that is true. Now, I guess the recognition software, I mean, it needs your whole face and not just your eyes and your forehead, like stuff like that. I mean, it probably needs the whole face, so that is, that's smart. So you think if you showed up, let's say you bought any sort of Madison Square Garden, James Dolan owned ticket to see a show or a concert or a sporting event, and you walked in without that mask, you you were supremely confident that you would be escorted out of there because of this facial recognition stuff. 
I mean, I feel pretty confident that they would probably stop me considering they've stopped people for doing far less. I mean, the guy's story who was getting harassed by security because he wrote on Dolan's Facebook page, the JD and the straight shot, uh, his band wrote on the page, sell the team. And that guy got harassed by. So I imagine what I said probably would get me at least pulled to the side, but I, I can I can't actually figure this out because I will never spend another dollar at Madison Square Garden or any of those places just on principle. So I can't do it. Yeah. I understand. We understand. Yeah. This is a battle that seems like it's going to go on forever. I don't <laughs> believe that there's going to be a Dolan Gray olive branch moment <laughs> in our future. Yeah, I don't Listen, see that happening. I, either. Just I, thanks, offered, Maggie. I offered the olive olive branch. I apologize for the wording that I used. I didn't apologize for the sentiment. I offered to go talk with him, and of course, that was uh, not even returned. No yeah. one even got back to me. Right, and this this man holds a grudge. This James Dolan. Uh, all right, Maggie. Thanks for calling in and clarifying that. We appreciate it. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Show sounds amazing, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Maggie. Yeah, Maggie Gray, who's got right. the James Dolan thing going on with her, too. A lot, a lot of James Dolan issues. I remember issues. when that happened. I was kidding. Remember they ambushed Chernoff at a, at a luncheon about yeah. Hungerthon? Yeah, he got ambushed. <laughs> so someone from Madison Square Garden, like, so he would normally get stuff for Hungerthon from the garden sure. prior to this Maggie thing. So he set up a lunch with somebody to discuss Hungerthon. It was all under the guise of Hungerthon. And then when he got there, he was ambushed by these garden employees only hammering him about Maggie Gray and nothing to do with Hungerthon and the charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long day for him. I would think so. Yeah. What? I thought we were going to talk about signed guitars. Uh, yeah. Well, hold on on that uh, breakfast order. <laughs> Just wait a second, please, miss. <laughs> no, I don't need the hollandaise sauce. <laughs> um, it's time for me to fly. Bye. What the hell was that? <laughs> what is that from? Oh, CBS FM. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh, all right, Jerry. So you got some of this Dolan oh, stuff? Oh, I do. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. Uh, he was just on with Fox 5. I guess it was Rosanna Scotto. Uh, that was did Bianca the- Peters a part of this, too? No. no? Uh, okay. She was not. Uh, unless Gallo cut that part out for me. What I listened to was just Rosanna. Okay. Uh, so the first question was, what is it all about the facial recognition? Come under fire for it. So what is going on? Facial recognition, right, is just the technology, right? I mean, right. when I walked into the, into the studio, right, did you recognize my face? I did. Facial recognition. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was... Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same. That's some that was random funny. schmuck who goes to a Knicks game. Right. <laughs> Facial recognition, right? Uh, He gets to the crux of the problem. The real issue that's going on here is our policy of not letting attorneys, right, and who are suing us into into our building until they're done, right, suing us. When they're done, they're very much welcome back. And then he would give a comparison. Look at it this way, right? If you owned a bakery or a restaurant, right, the... the, uh, and, you know, someone comes in and buys bread from you, and then the next day they serve you with a lawsuit because they hated your bread, right? They said something happened to them with it, et cetera. Then the next day they show up at your bakery again. And they say, I'd like to buy some more bread, right? Would you sell them the bread? <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is apples to apples, quite <laughs> frankly, but yeah. Uh, then this is long. He gets into politicians digging in on this, and then he brings it back to... The guy that got his got beat up on the subway. 
the other okay. day who's a Fox 5 employee. We have politicians, right, who are jumping on this bad. This, this politician, Brad Hoyleman and, yeah, and Liz Siegel, Kruger, yeah. right, etc. Right. I mean, they're just jumping on the, on the bandwagon. They, 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 want, they like the press. They like the clicks. They, they, uh, but, you know, I mean, where are they, for instance, on bail reform? Right. Those, those, particularly those two, they're the ones for why your, for instance, your uh, weather person, right, who was attacked, the criminals who attacked your weather person went to the police station and got released so they could go back and do it again. Yeah, this is one of those classic whataboutism things. Like, yes, I agree with him on bail reform, but like, let's not do this. What what God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant did with Shaq, you know, where people were accusing him of things in Colorado. He's like, well, Shaq cheats on his wife all the time, so uh, do we talk about that? Yeah, I mean, all right, this is these are two separate issues, you so, know? All right, so now she gets into how these politicians are going after him, and he gets asked about the liquor license. They're threatening you. They're threatening. There, yes, there they are reports. Are, there are reports that are going to take away your liquor license. Oh, yeah, so that, the, the, that group is way over their skis. Okay. Now, this one's funny. This is how he's going to combat the politicians. And again, this one's long, but it's worth it. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a plan in place. What we're going to do, right, is we're going to pick a night, right, maybe a Rangers game, and we're going to shut down all the liquor and alcohol in the building. Now, this isn't going to bother me because I've been sober 29 years. I don't need the liquor, <laughs> um, right? But instead, what we're going to do is uh, where we serve liquor, we're going to... Put one of these up, which says, if you would like to drink at a game, please call, right, Sharif Kabir, chief executive officer, or write him an email at this number, right, and the, the uh, and tell him, right, to stick, stick to his knitting and, you know, and to what he's supposed to be doing and stop, stop grandstanding and trying to get press. Right. I got that. It's genius. Right. <laughs> Yeah, sure. 18,000 Ranger fans that can't have a beer? Oh, yeah, I, I don't think you want to be ticking off Ranger fans right now. Just tick off the Nick fans. Uh, right. Uh, here's the other thing, too, though. Like, like, like. Right. Right. Like. Um, oh. No more Shelly Silver. Don't have him in his back pocket anymore. And he had Dolan's back through the years? Yeah, oh, yes. 100%. Kept the New York, uh, New Jer uh, New York uh, Jets sta uh, stadium from being built. Right. Right. This is what I'm going to do, right? He's got to get a couple of those politicians in his back pocket again. And then I'm going to provide, right, weapons to these fans, right? And then drive them, right, to the house of this guy, right? So they can beat him, right, <laughs> with baseball, right, bats. And then, after that, right, I'm going to give a few of the fans, right, some gasoline, right? And then other fans, right, some matches, right? And we're going to burn right his house right down right. Right. <laughs> I mean, jeez. The last one, if you care to hear about it, was about your Nixon Rangers. Okay. If you, if this is a little off the topic, of course. All right. The Rangers are, you know, are really cooking, and they got a shot this year to win the whole thing, right? Um, they're, they're not a lock or anything like that, but they're, they, uh, the, the Knicks are, are, you know, are doing well. 
they're not at the top of the league, but they're not at the bottom, and they're in a playoff position now. And then he went into the Mitchell right. Robinson injury, and Bob, well, they got I want to know who the scum-sucking leech is that had to tell Jim Dolan that he did a good job in that interview, because you know that person exists. This, like, slithering, scum-sucking tilapia <laughs> that is there <laughs> going, Mr. Dolan, awesome job. Awesome job. You really did a great job. Man, I tell you, you really awesome. You just articulated your points correctly. Holding up that picture was a great idea. Yeah, how do you sleep at night? God, sucking up to this dope. So that was James Dolan. Right. Fox 5. All right. Right. Okay. Right. And then we're going to find, right, Maggie Gray. Right. <laughs> and then we're going to, right, find Perloff. Right. <laughs> and we're going to, right, Kid... Right, nap, right, them, and hold them right for ransom, right, in the bottom right of the garden, right. And we'll see, right, how they handle that. Um, right, um, um, right. So you've been to your last concert, it seems, at the garden. Yeah, whatever. Right. I'll go, right. <laughs> I'll go to UBS, where I'm welcome, and the owner can actually form a full sentence. Right. <laughs> 76ers beat the Nets 137-133. Tyrese Maxey Tyrese Maxey had 27 off the bench. James Harden 23 and 7 assists. Nets home for the Pistons tonight. The Knicks are in Boston tonight. Uh, a couple of other things here. Let's see here. College basketball. St. John's got lit up by Creighton 104-76. Xavier top UConn 82-79. And I heard you talk about this uh, Loyola Chicago Duquesne thing. So I get. So we were right, Al, that this thing was staged, as we talked about this right. morning, and you <laughs> and you thought so as well when we first did the story. Uh, yes, and I'm I'm bummed that it is. I thought it was great, and if, if this guy was for real and it was authentic, they really could have done something with this. But it was the Loyola Chicago um, assistant AD and video coordinator who put all this stuff out and got these pictures, and I think that he is absolutely right about it. Because there's a lavalier mic on this guy's neck, and he said that prior to him coming out, and we nobody knew who he was, all these kids had their cameras out. Yep. So do we think, obviously, this kid is a student from Duquesne? Yeah. Maybe. Is that what we're thinking? And what, what does Duquesne do about this? I mean, they probably find him. Can't and have that. Yeah, and, and do, if he's a student there, it could just be a, a driver. Yeah, or a kid from Pittsburgh who wanted to have some fun and figured it's easier to do this at Duquesne than it would be at a Steeler game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen. No. There's no, absolutely no way. Not. Uh, Rangers did lose it overtime to the Maple Leafs 3-2. Senators beat the Islanders 2-1. I actually have a couple here, so I'm going to do them both. Moments of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> we have a runner-up because Al was telling us how he was bringing back his new Apple AirPods, you guys are discussing costs. And they're not cheap, these. No, exactly. They're 250 Yeah. That's what I was like for 250 I, I don't want to be worried about finagling with things. Just do what Eddie does and what his wealth management team tells him to do. Don't buy things that cost $250, right, Eddie? That's correct. <laughs> uh, do they also tell you to continue in the independent yarn business? And make advent calendars? They, they yeah, suggest that? They, that may, brings in more money than this, believe it or not. 
That's runner-up. That's that's part one. Uh, the real moment of the day winner, though, was discussing the Super Bowl week and the arrangements in Phoenix. Steven was on the call. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Like, to just technical stuff? Uh, a lot of that, but there was also some other logistical information. Are you going to pass that on to us or no? Uh, you will, you know, it's a need to know, you know, basis. You don't, not that we're keeping anything from you, but why bog you down with stuff when you just roll up and things are handed to you? <laughs> As usual. <laughs> this is an unprovoked attack here. It, no, it is. It's totally unprovoked. Facts. Something must be bothering him. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, something happened on his call that, yeah, that, that annoyed him yesterday. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Make sure Boomer's happy. That was, so that was actually. Dinner. Boomer's going to buy this. Boomer's going to buy that. You know, yeah. That was actually part of the call. Like, well, don't worry, we'll handle Boomer. We'll make sure he's okay. <laughs> Stephen, is that accurate? <laughs> yep, that's accurate. <laughs> the underrated part of that was Al in the background. If you didn't notice, I, think, <laughs> I heard it <laughs> with the camera on. So there you go. Moments of the day. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I just read this Boston Herald article about the New England Patriots. And what's interesting about this is it's all about the offense, first and foremost. About how the offense last year was a mess with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia being the offensive minds that were never offensive minds. And obviously this was a storyline throughout the year. And now Bill O'Brien comes in to try to fix the whole thing. But I can't remember. Now, you tell me if you can remember a time when anonymous sources came out and talked about Bill Belichick and the Patriots, guys who were in the locker room or coaches or any of that stuff. That never happened with New England, ever. Now, I understand. Everything was pretty tightened up, and there, were, there weren't any sort of social media crazy situations or any of that stuff that we've that we've had to deal with over the years. But, um, I mean, obviously they had the Aaron Hernandez thing, but um, but that was a huge scandal, and they had their, their cheating scandal stuff. But I'm talking about, like, guys talking against Bill Belichick that yeah. are in the organization anonymously. Like, I would say that, you you know, you read me part of the article, and it's obviously some disgruntled player. And it comes from somebody who's not going to be there next year, or could it come from Mac Jones himself, and the writer is writing as such that maybe it's not him. But it, I'll tell you what, Bill O'Brien is there as the offense coordinator now, and that, that whole part of it's going to get cleaned up. Yeah, so this article is littered with anonymous sources trashing Judge, Patricia, and Belichick. Uh, i never seen anything like it. One source said it was disheveled. Another one said they were always scrambling to get things done. Uh, let's see. I've always been, it's always been about winning and doing what's best for the team. I really believe Bill when he says that. I just think he really didn't understand how hard this was going to be. And another source says, I love Coach Belichick, but he effed us. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is crazy. And then they were going on about how Mac Jones and Joe Judge really did not like one another and they'd scream profanities back and forth the entire practice. Yeah, it's kind of Joe Judge's, uh, you know, reputation, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. That's, that's not surprising. Uh, it is, I mean, I, 
there was all the reports of frustration from Mac Jones's side and everything going through the season, and they kind of covered it up reasonably well. But, you know, this is now about getting Mac Jones to live up to that rookie potential that they saw and not to, not to be the guy that's been so in- inconsistent. All right, so if you're Bill Belichick, and you know he's going to read this article. Of course. If you're Bill Belichick and you, you hear this quote from an anonymous source in the Patriots organization, and you hear this, t- tell me what you're thinking. Quote, a lot of guys were getting worried because when we were in the middle of camp, we were wondering what the plan was for our offense because we hadn't put enough install in, the source said. We had a couple protections, a couple core run plays, but our pass game didn't have much in it. End quote. That's someone who obviously was either a coach or a player on this team. This is not somebody who is, you know, the PR guy or something. No, that's definitely from somebody in the meetings and somebody that is either, you know, a part of putting an offense together or somebody that's not being uh, taxed enough from a player's perspective about, you know, what they're expecting from their coaching staff. I mean, that's a big problem if you're Bill Belichick, right? You see his quote? Yeah, it's a big problem. That's why he went and fixed the offense and is bringing Bill O'Brien back. And that is Mac Jones's, uh, you know, offense coordinator from Alabama. Joe Judge would speak extra loudly in meetings, trying to project like he was the guy, another source said. And I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. A lot of people were frustrated with Joe Judge, a third added. (laughs) Then another one said... Sometimes I wonder, like, are we trying to screw this up on purpose? End quote. <laughs> I mean, like thinking that there's tanking or something. It's amazing what happens when you you do lose for, you know, essentially three years in a row. Uh, and I know they went to the playoffs uh, two years ago. And this past season, uh, they would have had to have beaten Buffalo to get in. But, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of eye-opening. But then when you see what the Bengals did to Buffalo... Yeah. You're saying to yourself, like, why could we have done that? Sure. Well, I mean, I guess the answer is that the Cincinnati Bengals are better than a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, that would be the easy answer. That's true. The short answer, right? Uh, let's go to Greg in Woodridge. What's going on, Greg? Uh, Greg. It's one of those things. He's going to hear his name called because the radio's on in the background. Three. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear it. Put it up, Eddie. He's a first-timer. Ready. So you're going to hear Greg and Woodridge, and then he's going to answer. Let's go to Greg and Woodridge. What's going on, Greg? Hey, guys. Hey. What's going on, Greg? How are you? Awesome, Greg. I I love you guys. Uh, You're just not only knowledgeable sports-wise, so entertaining. Well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. You might want to put your TV or radio down in the background so you don't get confused because there is a little bit of a slight delay that goes on, and it might be a little tough for you to, to talk to us on the air. Okay. okay. Um, got that. Sorry. Yeah. No problem. Um, Greg, you and I uh, spell our first names the same. Oh, with the two Gs at the end. Very good. Yes. And uh, throughout my life, I just said, there's no Ori in my name. Right. But with that said, uh, my question is this. Right. I got a couple of years on Boomer, so I've been watching football most of my life. Right. How is it, with all the crazy rules that are going on now. Right. 
How is it that an offensive line can push a running back or whoever the ball carrier is right. forward, whether it's a first down or a touchdown? Right. How is that legal? Well, they changed the rules there, Greg, and uh, in, in past years it had been illegal, but it really never was called. And now it has become part of the game, and uh, that's, uh, that's the way it is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 